KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I think Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, my God. I don't know what this is. Real? Did I get put through? Yo, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Holy crap. My name is Brianna Bree. I'm like the biggest Roz and Mocha fan. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. I can't tell you guys the amount of times I've tried to call in over the last, I don't even know how many years, and it's yeah. just never happened, and I'm pumped. So what's the goal when you try and call in? What are you trying to call in for? Like, win something? Do you want to know something? Do you want to talk about something? Um, No, I don't want to win anything. I just wanted to so many times just call in just to show you, tell you guys how much I appreciate you guys in the show. There's been so many times over the years where you guys have basically said, you know, call in if you have an opinion about this. But yeah, oh my God, this is so, so awesome. Oh, well, Brianna, uh, Bree, tell us a little bit about you. How old are you? How long have you been listening to the Raw Zamoka show? Um, so I'm 29. I've been listening to you guys for a really long time. I, I don't even know, probably somewhere close to the beginning. Oh, okay, yeah, we've been on the radio like 11 years now. Yeah, you guys have been on the radio for a long time, and you've been my like number one choice for a long time for a lot of different reasons need that little pick-me-up. All right, so now that you're here, what do you want to do? Honestly, I don't know. I just want to tell you guys how much I appreciate <laughs> the show. Yeah. You can do anything you want. It's like, it's the park's open. Like, uh, what do you want to do? Yeah, you got a date pass. Yeah, what do you want to do? I honestly don't know, and I know that makes me sound so, so lame. No, not at all. Okay, how <laughs> well, about this? What is your... We play a lot of games on the Raza Mocha Show. What's your favorite game? My favorite game is the one where you guys ask, you know, five questions in seven seconds, but I know I'll be t- terrible at that. Five and seven? No, not yeah. for you, for us to play uh, yeah, on the we show. Can, yeah, we can... We oh, can... five and seven. Or no, 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 play... Um, can you guys play that um, either the rubber neck game or the clothes peg game? Okay, hold oh, on snaps? here. You, no. you have to like... <laughs> for somebody who listens to this show... Okay, so Snapped is the game where Mori and Mocha answer questions and they have big giant elastic bands around their neck and if they get a question wrong, they have to pull it out as far as they can and let it go and get snapped. It's not called the rubber band neck game. No, I'm sorry. She's nervous. She's nervous. No, I'll tell you, the last time, Bree, that we played that game, I I lost so bad and I got like, nasty bruises on my neck that didn't go away for days. I'm telling you, I feel good though, Mocha, about, <laughs> about your next shot. I really do. I think that if we played, I think that you would do well. I have like full confidence in you. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she already I said so she already said her favorite's five and seven, so that's I, what we're going to play. I know, but then she said the rubber neck neck game. <laughs> the <laughs> rubber band neck game. <laughs> that game doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love for you to play the snap game, and I know you had posted some pictures about your bruising, and I know it's so horrible but it's so funny and I think that's just part of the reason that I love your show so much you guys just keep it so light it's lighthearted. you cover so much a lot of what's relevant you know a lot of what's fun there it's easy listening you know it's always enjoyable and you guys have a great team like between you two and Maury and then you know even some of the people that take a little bit more of a behind you know the scenes role like 
You know, for instance, I love Shem, so shout out to Shem. All right, so uh, just for you, Bree, we will play your favorite game, which is, Snaps. as you said, five and seven. <laughs> That's no problem. Okay, why don't we play a song, then while the song is on, we will debate which one we're going to play, and then we'll come, we will come back and play either five and seven or Snapped, okay? Okay. But That's it'll probably be five and seven, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bree, uh, thank you for being such a big supporter of the Raza Mocha show. We love you lots. And you be safe out there. Between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, God. I actually have crippling anxiety thinking about answering this question. I don't know. Um, I have nothing but love for you both. I think Mocha, you know, you're fun. Your laugh is amazing. That's funny on its own. And you bring such an awesome dynamic to the show. I may have to go with Roz for his so matter-of-fact nature, though. I love his perspectives, and I just find uh, find them hilarious. But nothing but love for you both. Wow. I got nothing mean to say. Normally, I, could, <laughs> normally I start ripping people apart after this. But <laughs> love you, Bree. Thank you. But yeah, have a good day, guys. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's time. It's time to play games. This is 5 in 7. Part of this game. Five and seven, very easy. We will ask Damon Mori to name five things. He has seven seconds to name those five things. Damon Mori, good day. Good day to you, sir. How are you feeling today, Mori? Oh, I'm feeling like a winner. All right. Are you really, though? Nope. Okay. Oh, because I was going to say, <laughs> if you do answer a question correctly, <laughs> you're going to hear this. Winner. No, you, you were not. You don't even need to play that. Oh, at all. Okay. <laughs> at all. The only time I've ever really no. played that is when we're given the examples. I think it's better for people if they don't even think we have that, oh, actually. okay. And Let's, that we just have this? Loser. Thank okay. you. <laughs> okay. I think it lends to the game if we if we tell people we didn't even make a winner one. Okay. <laughs> That's right. overtime. We needed to save. Uh, all right, damn it, Maury. Are you ready? Mm, yes, sir. Here we go. Name five cities that start with the letter B. Boston. Buffalo. Bogota. Um, Loser. There we go. Also, Where what are, is yeah. Bogota? Colombia. No, I was Oh, asking. sorry. Damn it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> then don't look at me when you ask a question. If you look at me I when you know ask where a question. I know, but you made eye contact with me. For the record, I thought it was in Ohio. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Don't look at me. Look at him when you like, ask him a legit, question. Legit, I was going to say Ohio. <laughs> okay? You know me. I'm a know-it-all. If, if I think somebody's Bogota, asking me a question. <laughs> also, uh, Berlin, Brampton, Bramalee, Baltimore, Brisbane uh, would have accepted all of those. Uh, Maury, name five words that rhyme with balloon. Balloon, spittoon. Um, uh, b- balloon, spittoon, buh, Oh, Loser. there's got to be more. Yeah, there is. <laughs> like uh, a ton. Would have accepted tycoon, typhoon, cartoon, perfume. Oh, anything with oom. Oh, rhyme, you mean. Anything that rhymes. That's <laughs> not rhyming words, bro. <laughs> Uh, vacuum. Vacuum. Uh, uh, Maury, name five religions. Okay, so the Jew- Hebrew Jewish. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to display this right now. Loser. The Jew and Hebrew Jewish. The Jew and Hebrew Jewish. You want to try again? <laughs> okay, so, yes. The Jew and Hebrew Jewish. Okay. <laughs> Hindu. Um, Jamaican. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> okay. right. I would have accepted Christianity more. Would yeah. have accepted uh, Catholicism, uh, Judaism, Buddhism. 
uh, Islam, Hinduism, would have accepted all of those. Uh, Maury, aside from lotion, name five things you rub on your skin. Vaseline, paper towel. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a roll. (laughs) Did you just say you were on a roll? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you you rubbing paper towels on your skin? Sometimes you have to clean things off. I, the, the question wasn't name five things you can use to clean things off your skin. The, okay, hold on. I want to hear what else. Can you ask me the question again? Okay, damn it, Maury. Aside from lotion, name five things you rub on your skin. Okay, Vaseline, um, suntan lotion, um, other people's skin. Uh, would have accepted shaving cream, would have accepted oil, would have accepted wax, would have accepted makeup, Maury. Also soap. Yes, I was getting it. Just, yeah. You were not getting there. <laughs> you made a Vaseline okay. and paper towel. <laughs> yeah, so gross. What are you doing at home? <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, damn it, Maury. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, name five things you wear under your clothes. Underwear, like bikini, um, <laughs> thong, um, under your clothes. Okay, so sometimes you're going to wear a bulletproof vest. <laughs> okay, I would have accepted. I, w- I would say that that underpants and thong are the same thing. Okay, uh, bulletproof vest I would have given you. Underwear would have given you. Uh, slip I would have given you. Long johns I would have given you. Diaper I would have given you. Yo, Bra I would have given you. Nicotine patch. How did you not say socks? <laughs> I was thinking above, what like above mean? the ankles. Like I didn't think I well, didn't look down there. Nobody has more. Nobody has. And that is how you play five and seven. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see uh, this girl that bought those Zara pants that fart? S- w- w- hold on, what? <sighs> Wait, stop! Everyone, stop! What? Stop, stop, stop. What's the matter? What'd you say? What? Listen, man, I just get right into things, okay? I said, did you you, I said, you see the story about that girl that bought the pair of pants from Zara that fart? No. Okay. <laughs> so I thought that's what you said, but I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I needed to clarify. <laughs> uh, so what happened? Zara so selling guess, fart pants? So I don't know what happened. This was on TikTok where everything in the world happens. That's why I'm not plugged in anymore. So there was a, a girl who bought these particular, I guess they're like faux leather pants okay. from Zara. And she was sending out a warning to other young women in case they were also looking to purchase these same leather pants from Zara. So I bought these really cute, flary type leather pants. And I went out to eat with my family. On our way out, my sister drops her phone. So I go down to pick it up and this happens. Oh no. <laughs> so here's a warning if you want to buy these pants. Don't bend down. Oh no. <laughs> so you've never worn leather pants, have you? Have you? Leather? Yeah. Never. No? No. Don't say it Is like that? that. Don't say it like never. Just say no. No, I'm just trying to No, no. No, I Cuz you put have. a stigma on, on people who have worn leather pants no. if you say it like that. No. Wear like if you wear leather then do your thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, as somebody who's worn, who's owned... Is that like a common thing that happens? What? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Also with fake leather, like when you get into the sort of synthetics, the, 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 the oil-based, the pleather yeah. stuff. Yeah. You get some real weird noises out but of those where things. where does it happen? Uh, sometimes it happens behind the knee. Oh, because so that's it's, a real bendy part. Yeah, so it's yeah. anywhere where um, air can 
gather, and then when you bend down, pressure hits it, and then the air expels. Basically like an armpit fart. Actually, no, like an actual fart, (laughs) right? So there's there's air buildup, there's air buildup, and then when you maneuver a certain way, you bend down, and oftentimes the air, when it squeezes out, it's like... So how was she bent? Like, was she bending? Imagine just bending at the knees, like just Just not... Bending down like that. Bend down like that, right? Like you would, like not not by the waist, but by the knees. And then imagine... Right, and yeah. And then that happens. And then that happens. But oh, yes, okay. if you do wear things like that where no air can get out of it, because when you're inside like leather pants or, or like a faux leather pant kind of thing, like a PVC pant, um, there's they're, they're not permeable. Like there's no air can escape, right? So the air has to escape out of one of the holes, either through the leg or through the waist. So warning. So warning. So like you could float with them. Like if you tied the ends of the legs and blew them up like a balloon, you could yeah. like you could fall off a boat and not die. <laughs> like you could use it as a as a life preserver. Like they're great. I don't know why you've never worn them with Damn your fear more. of water yeah. and everything. <laughs> After Ross said armpit fart, I've tried doing this again. I haven't done it since so I can't do it. First of all, you, you can't do an armpit fart on top of your shirt. No, I'm putting my hand out underneath. Whoa, I didn't need to see that, man. <laughs> I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. You don't have to lift the whole shirt up. Oh, you don't have to at all. You don't have to let these... Everything's shaking right now. Yo, that's a lot of jiggling right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, morning, 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 morning. Okay? You Where don't, is the sound coming okay, out of my you, mouth? You don't have the cardio to armpit fart this morning, okay? You got to go... Like, you got to wait for gyms to reopen again. <laughs> you got to go in. You just tried to armpit fart. Look at how out of breath he is. I've never seen somebody this out of breath before. <laughs> that's a lot of breathing, man. That's too Okay. <laughs> Speaking of air squeezing out, you know what I mean? (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, question for you. Go. So is Sean Mendes saying that every song he ever wrote was about Camila Cabello, meaning they were actually about Camila Cabello? Or is he saying that when he was writing these love songs, he had her in mind? And it, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm watching clips from. The trailer? The trailer. For his new Netflix doc. Yeah, so he's saying like, it's 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 almost like a philosophical thing, right? Yeah, I think it's to make you make you wonder. No, 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 but what I'm saying is that logistically it's impossible. Because he's been writing songs for a long time. Yeah, since he was a kid. Yeah. So not every song. Right, but so so what I'm saying is that it's more of a philosophical, like he had an idea of somebody. And that in somebody his head. eventually became and exactly. Camila Cabello, okay, who he's now so, dating. So here we go. Let's let's play a little of this because he's really in his feelings here. My song comes on the radio or something, and I'm like, everything is about you. It's always they're all they've always been about you. She goes, What do you mean? I'm like, like they're all about you. Like every song I've ever wrote. Not every song you've ever wrote, Sean. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't Asterix. know. Every single I don't one. Know, man. So you think he knew Camila? Play like, that again for me. Let me hear. Let me hear the way he's smiling. My son comes on the radio or something, and I'm like, everything is about you. It's always they're all they've always been about you. She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, like they're all about you. Like every song I've ever wrote. Like See, it's, it, it's real sweet and everything. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I get what he's saying though. I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying when he, he's like, you know, I've always like this is what I've always wanted. This is what I thought love is. This is where I wanted to be. These are all the feelings that I wanted to have. This is what I wanted to mean to somebody, and this is what I wanted somebody to mean to me. I just didn't have it, but I wrote a lot about it. It was like dreaming, and then all of a sudden, you walked into my life, and it all made sense. You were the thing that I wrote all this stuff about, right? 
Isn't that what he's saying? I'm like, DM that, man. Yeah, and I thought they broke up a couple months ago. Everybody did. I know, it's we wild. We all thought that they were like one of the victims of a, of a, of a COVID yeah. um, relationship God, that just you, failed, right? Could you just imagine somebody as talented as Shawn Mendes being like everything I've ever done, every word I've ever put down has been about you. Could you imagine that feeling? Oh, my God. <laughs> So let me just I'd spend the rest of my life with him. If in the future he ends up with somebody else, is he going to say the same thing to them? No, he's already said this. No, he's already said yeah, this, now, man. Now everything is, every, every song that he Netflix. writes, every song he writes after that is going to be about the demise of this great love. Yeah. Like everything so is whole. you're the new person, you have no songs There's no new you? person, Maury, okay? Stop. Yeah, get out of here with that. Get out of here with that, be, man. Meant to be together. Yeah. We're talking about love here, not you bring your destructive attitude yeah. into the other room, man. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, bro. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, whatever. Uh, you owe me a beer? You owe me a beer? Remember when it used to be you owe me a Coke? When you no? used to say something, when you were a kid, yeah. and somebody said something at the same time, you'd say, Jinx, buy me a Coke. You don't remember that? I don't remember saying, I remember Jinx. Yeah. I remember saying, buy me a Coke. No, it was always Jinx, buy me a Coke. And I don't know what happened to that. <laughs> What's the matter, Maury? When I was younger, it was Jinx, you, you owe me a kiss. <laughs> okay. No, I think you're making that up. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Who said that to you? Yeah. Who so, said that? Jinx, you owe me a kiss. Some of the guys I hung out with. Jinx, you owe me a kiss. Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> so, what, you I, would purposely try to jinx no. everything? How no, else? That's how you no. got the guy. You know, to, you know, you know when you always, I don't know. I think more is lying nah, there. Nah, you know when you had that one friend who was always trying to start something, like get something to catch on? Yeah. I right? was that friend. You know what I mean? More was that guy. Jinx, yeah. you owe me a kiss. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but it caught oh, on. Yeah. And you said, no, it didn't. You know, like there was always the guy, call me Death Falcon. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. and, and, and everybody at my old school did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody at my old school did. And you're like, oh, for God's sakes, Derek, Death Falcon. And then there's, and then, and then somebody goes, why do you want us to call you? And then Maury goes, Death Falcon, as they say, Death Falcon. And then Maury goes, Jinx, you owe me a kiss. <laughs> and then everybody, and then even Death Falcon is like, dude, that's not going to catch on. But right? shockingly, it did. No, it didn't, Maury. Dude, stop that's a it. liar. There were three of us, and oh, that's what we did. Stop it. For God's sakes. Dave, Jess, Justin, and Maury. Yeah, Death Falcon, Death Falcon, and Death Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me play you this BB Rexa clip. I like BB Rexa, man. I don't think she does enough. What's going I, on I, her now? No, I just, I think that she's like, I, I don't know. I like her persona. I like, I think she's witty. And uh, I think she's like, I don't know. I just think she's cool. But she posted this video asking fans if she should release this track. So here's BB Rexa. This is a song I wrote about men. It is called Ew. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> Yo, troll job, right? Troll job. Complete. Troll Hold job. On, I gotta hear that again. This is a song I wrote about men. It is called Ew. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude, that is so funny. Any reason or just like just for the sake of doing it? I imagine when you're BB Rex, uh, I mean, 
her, I can't imagine what her DMs look like from absolute vile, yeah, horrific dudes. You know what I mean? Like, so this is just to put it out there, absolutely to remind all the fellas, you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, let me ask you this question. Yeah. How many kilometers do you think you're going to walk by the time you're 50? So for when you learn to walk as a kid. Oh, God. Maury, come in here. I need your help on this. So when you so when you learn to walk as a kid. Me, yeah. I learned to walk at six months because I'm like Superman. Okay. What? Do you know that? Do I know what? That you that, That's true? I learned to walk at four months more. Four? Yeah. I wasn't even able to hold my head up yet. I was walking around my head. It was all wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just as big back then. Yeah, it's like this. I was like that. I was like that. Uh-huh. I like hit the wall like... like. <laughs> okay. 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 So... Okay, that may so be the funniest thing I've seen all year. Okay, so uh, how long, how, how far how are you going to walk in your life? Like how many kilometers by the time gonna, you're 50? By the time you're 50. It's kilometers. definitely going to be in the millions. I millions? Say. Kilometers? Yeah. yeah. You sure. think you're going to walk a million kilometers? Absolutely. I think about people who, uh, wow. Well, you don't think so? No. Well, I mean, unless you <laughs> live in a, a thousand and you have far, far to go. Do you know how far a million kilometers is? Yes, I do. I think about people who uh, run recreationally, let's say. Right. Right? If you exercise, I think about people who opt to take the stairs as opposed to but taking still, an elevator. Even when you run, that it, it, it's like one kilometer or something. I, I've seen it on people's watches. Okay. So I, okay. No, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say in the millions for sure. You're going to say in the millions, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. Over a million. Over uh, a million kilometers. Maury, what do you say? I was going to say something like 20,000. Right. Okay. That's so it? We, we have two completely well, 20, different. 20,000? That's it? Well, uh, where do I have to go? I mean, I'm thinking for me, like I don't do much walking. I don't live on a farm and I have to walk all the way to town. Okay. So <laughs> they say, according to the study, the average person takes 51,000 steps per week, which works out to 38 kilometers per week. So by the that's time it? you're 50, yes, yeah. that's it. Mo. 38 kilometers is a long way to walk. Oh, I know. Okay, it's a long way. So by the time you're 50, they say that you'll hit 64,000 kilometers walked in your adult life. <laughs> just so you, just so, okay, just Lazy. so you know, because what was your number? Over a million. Over a million. Okay, so if you were to walk around the earth, yeah. that's only 40,000. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I think that's low. So go again? Okay. <laughs> and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha gosh. jimmy welcome to the Roz and mocha show hey how's it going guys good what's going on with you jimmy Roz, i'm worried about being friend zoned you're worried about being friend zoned yeah jimmy you wrote yeah. us this uh, i have this friend who i think is kind of into me but is not ready for a relationship yet so i'm wondering whether i should show her that i care about her until she's ready uh, that might help her see me as more than a friend, or should I just move on? Uh, how long have you known this person? I've known her for about like three, four years now. Oh, okay. And how has your your friendship been? Uh, really good, actually. Um, we're really tight. We're really close. We jam together all the time. So. Yeah. So you've known her for three or four years now. Has she ever expressed any sort of romantic intentions towards you? No. Move on. No. Move on, man. Yeah, just be move a friend. On. She, we're, we're, yeah, we're, I mean, like, we're just really, like, really close, and I've 
told her that I liked her and stuff. She's and what? Not, and like, what? What is? She, okay, so what is? What does she say when you tell her you like her? Um, she says, you know, I wish, like, I was. I she she's been through a lot in her life, and she's just like, you know, I wish I could like you too, but I'm not. I don't really have feelings for that for oh. anyone. Or feelings to you right now, or you for. Or so, anyone right now? I'm gonna okay. So so here's some straight talk for you. Um, she doesn't want to yeah. hurt. She she's not into you, right. and she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. And she already gave you the yeah. answer, basically. Right? She does not want to hurt your feelings. She thinks you're a nice guy. You guys get along. Um, you got a crush on her. She seems to be comfortable with that. But when you tell her that you like her and you like her more than a friend, and she says that she's not ready for that, she's not being a hundred percent honest. And I don't blame her uh, because she's just trying to be compassionate. She's mm-hmm. trying to be blunt, but yet she's still trying to be compassionate and she's not into you she let you down easy jimmy yeah yeah i, I think that's it I yeah think, i really think that's it you guys understand me yeah well, it's like don't you know don't continue to pursue because you don't want to ruin that friendship if you guys have a great friendship right now why uh why put that in jeopardy exactly well also also maybe maybe the friendship isn't going to last you know, because sometimes it's difficult when you do develop feelings for somebody. It's very difficult when you find out that they're not into you to continue on being their friend. So don't feel that you're doing something horribly wrong if you decide to not hang out with her anymore either. Because, you know, that could be too hard on you. Yeah, I understand. You know, don't don't feel that you have to then go and put yourself in a position of where, where you feel, you know, where your heart's getting broken and, and you don't feel comfortable. Uh, you don't have to do that either. You know, I think that you can be honest with each other and... You know, sometimes friendships don't last forever. I would say most friendships don't last forever. Yeah, that's true. Except ours, Ross. Except for ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm still not ready for Mocha. <laughs> does that help, Jimmy? Yeah, it does help. Thank you. Right, right, add a little bit of clarity to that situation. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. All right, you guys are the best. Have a good day. Ross and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. Are the Chris's still trending? The who? Chris's, all the Chris's. So Chris Pine is currently trending. And then Chris Pratt all weekend was trending. Because Amy Berg, who's a screenwriter, did one of those, one has to go. And she posted four pictures. Yeah, okay, tell me. Hemsworth, Pine, Evans, and Pratt. Pine. And so here's the thing, is that Chris Pine is getting a ton of love today because it was unanimous that it was Chris Pratt. Gotta go? Gotta go. No. Yes, because what happened was is that it doesn't matter. Is that so a couple of things happened that led to the massive amount of hate that Chris Pratt was getting this weekend. One, because people started digging up um, that tweet from Ellen Page when Chris Pratt was on Colbert talking about the church that he goes to. And then Ellen Page tweeted out, hey, isn't this this same church that believes in like conversion therapy and they're anti-LGBTQ, all this other stuff? Okay. And so people started digging that up. And then they 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 dragged his name into the Avengers are doing uh, something this week for Joe Biden. The Avengers are assembling. Right. It's called uh, Voters Assemble. And <laughs> Lame. so people started noticing that Chris Pratt's name wasn't on the list of oh. people supporting so Joe Biden for, for this real. fundraiser. But also Robert Downey Jr. is not doing it either. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's not like all the Avengers but are there. guess what? Robert Downey Jr.'s first name isn't Chris. <laughs> right. But so, so the people that are doing it, like Don Cheadle's doing it, Chris Evans is doing it, Scarlett Johansson's doing it, Paul Rudd's doing it, Ruffalo's doing it, and Zoe Saldana's doing it. Okay, so they're cool. all doing the thing for Biden. Yeah. But there's a couple of Avengers in there that are not doing it, right? Um, but so Chris Pratt 
has been getting. And then people started talking about the fact that they say that um, with his marriage to Anna Faris, that he dumped her as soon as he got more famous than she did and then hooked up with the... Sh- it was like the whole thing. Okay. I could not believe the amount of hate okay, that so Chris Pratt was getting. Chris Pratt, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> so you're now... Yeah. On Chris- <laughs> Right. She just gave so much evidence. Right? Okay. Probably got to go pine you back in. And I had no what to see it all laid out like that. I was like, man, do people really hate Chris Pratt that much? I guess. Because I've seen it in like little doses where people are like, oh, who's your favorite Chris? Who's your favorite Chris? But as soon as this was presented to people this weekend, and I don't know whether it's the political climate or whatever we're dealing with right now, but he was like, I have, Star-Lord got destroyed. Yeah, he got snapped out of there. Yeah, like so much, <laughs> so much so that, uh, that she posted it again with like just some other Chris in the picture. Like oh, she even no. removed, she goes, and she was like, I think this is going to be easier, right? <laughs> because she, she just like removed Chris Pratt completely because yeah. it was 100% unanimous. So that's why, right, that's why all day today you're going to see either Chris Pine or Chris Pratt um, trending because, and then everybody started giving Chris Pine love because they say that he's like the forgotten Chris and he never gets the same love as the well, other Well, that's why and, I said he's got to go first. Right, exactly, right? see? But then you presented all the evidence. What else has Chris Pine done? He was Kirk and he was in Wonder Woman, right? Yep. Trying to think of what else he did. And I know you're going to mention something to me, and then I'm going to be like, oh my God, yeah. But I actually quite like Chris Pine. Wasn't he in. Who was, who was the, the most. X Men? No. Yeah, maybe. Are they all brown hair, blue eyed, all these Chris's? That's crazy. That's so rare. Okay, hold on here. Let me look up IMDb here. So, yeah, a bunch of Star Treks. Now, if they said who had the dreamiest eyes. I don't think that uh, we need to bring God in this conversation. Yo, he's been in a lot of stuff. Chris Pine? Yeah. Yeah. Who was the dreamiest eyes, Maury? Chris Pine? You think Chris Pine is the dreamiest eyes, huh? Really? More than than Hemsworth? Outside of you, of course. No, no, but more than Hemsworth? Oh, yeah. Really, huh? Yeah, like all these these movies that um, I'm seeing on IMDb for him. Yeah. Nothing that I've watched. Oh, he was in Horrible Bosses, too. I like that movie. Oh, Into the Woods? That's a great movie, too. He was the prince. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, yeah, you mentioned Wonder Woman and then those three Star Trek movies. He was in A Wrinkle in Time. God, I completely forgot about those Star Trek movies. I don't even think I watched them all, to be honest with you. And that's pretty much it. He was one of the voices of Peter Parker in the uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think is the dreamiest eyes? Give me the options again. Hemsworth, Pine, Evans, and Pratt. Probably pine. I think so, huh? Yeah, he's got a nice eyes. Both you and Maury say pine. Interesting. Well, because What's that, more? Pines are glossier and glossy. I was gonna, he always looks like he's just about to cry or just had a cry. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's how a do sensitive you do guy. That? Like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Because that's, well, that's a thing, right? Like, it's something no. he does. You close your eyes for five seconds and open them. No, it has to be like a drop or something like that. No. Like, to get those kind of dreamy, called, glassy eyes. Yeah, it's called feelings. No, it's, ster- <laughs> no, it's not. It's steroids. It has to be <laughs> something. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Oh, Catherine Schwarzenegger is defending her husband, Chris Pratt, against, quote, meanness and bullying after he was slammed on social media for losing uh, a battle of F, marry, or kill when it came to the famous Pratt's or the famous Chris's. So we talked about this the other day. So somebody put up a picture and they had all the famous Chris's. They had Hemsworth, Pine, 
Evans and Pratt. And they said one has to go. And it was unanimous that everybody had picked Chris Pratt. But it turned into something other than just a sort of popularity contest or based on somebody's looks or their eyes or whatever it was. It was people started going into the fact that he belongs to a church that has been accused of being anti-LGBTQ, that he's very quiet about his politics. And when people Mm. are quiet about their politics, we say this all the time, I just always assume that they're for Trump. uh, Because everybody is just so overt about their politics. Uh, And so she came out to defend him. And she says, is this really what we need. There's so much going on in the world and people are struggling in so many ways. Being mean is so yesterday. There's enough room to love all these guys. Love is what we all need. Not meanness and bullying. Let's try that. And then Mark Ruffalo, Zoe Saldana, and Robert Downey Jr. also jumped into this. Oh, the Avengers came to the rescue. Um, Ruffalo said, Chris is a solid solid man as there is. I know him personally and instead of casting aspersions, uh, look at how he lives his life. He is not only overtly He's not overtly political as a rule. This is a distraction. Let's keep our eyes on the prize, friends. We are so close, Downey Jr. said. Um, He also shot down uh, a lot of the the hate towards Chris, saying, what a world. The sinless are casting stones at my brother Chris Pratt, a real Christian who lives by principle, uh, has never demonstrated anything but positivity and gratitude, and he just married into a family that makes space for civil discourse and just plain fact insists on service at the highest level. Uh, he goes on to say that uh, anybody who has a problem with this should delete their social media accounts and sit on your own defects of character, work on them, then celebrate your humanness. Zoe Saldana quoted Tupac in yeah. her defense of Chris Pratt. Quote, no matter how hard it gets, stick your chest out, keep your head up, and handle it. Tupac. And then she goes on to say, you got this, Chris. Your family, friends, and colleagues, and everyone who's ever crossed paths with you knows your heart and your worth. Oh my God. So that's Who a lot. It's a lot We're of people. That, huh? Right? Crazy. It's a lot of people. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Nicole, you there? I'm here. Thank you for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show. Here is what Nicole said to us, Roz. Mm. I was listening to an episode of uh, a recent Roz and Mocha Show podcast and heard Roz talk about how he made potatoes in the oven, and so I absolutely had to try it, and they were life-changing potatoes. Oh! <laughs> Nicole continues to say and ask, how can I make a really good homemade burger? Okay, so which potatoes are you talking about? The the ones where you put the baking powder in the water? Yes, they were amazing. Yeah, baking soda, baking soda. Yeah, baking soda in the water. Because uh, it changes the alkaline yeah. and then it fluffs up the outside of the potatoes and it just becomes, it's almost like panko you put on them, but it's not at all, right? Exactly, and they were so soft in the middle. Oh, now, Nicole, did you make so it for bad. yourself or did you make it for other people, like family or, who, or friends or whoever? Made it for me and my family and now we've been eating them every night. Yeah, really? Yeah. What did they say about it? <laughs> said they were the best potatoes they've ever had. They're super fluffy in the middle, but crunchy on the outside. Yeah. And whenever we've We've tried to make potatoes like that. They burn on the outside and they're a bit hard on the inside. So, so did you perfect. tell your family that you heard it on the podcast or did you like try to claim that, you know, it was your idea? No, I said I heard it on the podcast. Okay, I okay. that Roz recommended it. So we absolutely had to try it. Um, so the next thing you got to do is you got to get into the world of fondant potatoes. Those are my other, th- those are my other favorite kinds of oh, potatoes. God. I don't know if we got time to get into potato talk again yeah, today. What do you want? What do you want? You want, yeah, you want, you want potatoes want, or you want burgers? Yeah, you want potato or you want burger? No, I want burgers. You want burgers. Okay, so here. My, my thing, and everybody has a, their own way of doing a burger, right? Everybody's got their own way of doing a burger. My super easy way that you do in the kitchen um, goes like this. You get a 
pan that is nonstick pans don't work. Okay, you need a hard bottomed, either anodized or um, stainless steel pan. But nonstick is not going to work for you. Okay, you need full stick pans. There you go. If anybody knows about hard bottoms, Nicole, <laughs> it's Ross. Yes, you need a hard bottom. Okay. 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 So you get you get that. And um, for me, when it comes to buns, I use just regular either Wonder Bread buns yeah. or they're now starting to sell the Martin's potato rolls in a lot of grocery stores. Oh my they're, god, they're well, very expensive. I know for, those are the ones we use though at home. Yeah, they're very expensive. It's like six, seven dollars a bag. I know. Right. They're so very, worth it though. It, but I'm it is so, you, worth it's so worth it. it. These are the buns that they use at places. Places like Shake Shack and everything yeah. else, right? These are the world famous buns. Uh, Shake Shack couldn't recreate the Martin's buns, so they actually swung a deal with Martin's to provide the Shake Shacks all over the world with their buns. That's how game changing these buns are. Uh, but again, they're expensive. So I use don't you don't have to go to the butcher and get your own meat ground. Everything else, what you want to do is you want to stay away from lean. You want to stay away from extra lean. You want to find yourself a medium grind. Okay, and it's going to look a little bit more pink than the other ones because there's lots of fat in it. You need that fat. You need the fat, right? Uh, What I do is I take the hard bottom pan. I put some butter in the pan. I turn the pan on almost full blast high, right? Melt that butter down. I take my bun. I put the bun like bun side down in the pan. I crisp up the bun. I take the bun out. I put the bun on a plate. Uh, The next thing you do is you get a small, like three ounce, three and a half ounce um, ball of meat in your hand. Don't pack it together like a meatball. Just sort of loosely make a ball out of it, right? Take that ball, take that ball, put it in the pan as a ball. Let it sizzle. It's going to start going crazy. At this point, your pan, the most important part to all of this is your pan needs to be blazing hot. Okay, when you make a burger at home, your kitchen should fill with smoke. Oh God! Okay, okay. your pan needs to be blazing <laughs> turn on that hot. Fan and open the windows. Yes, turn on the fan and open the windows. It needs to be blazing hot. Okay, so then you put the ball in, and then you get a piece of parchment paper that's a square. You put the parchment paper mm-hmm. over top of the ball of burger, and then get something heavy like uh, like a small saucepan, like a pot, and then you take it and mm-hmm. you crush it on top of the parchment paper and you crush it down thin. Like a smash burger. Okay, yes. And then you take the parchment paper off and that burger is going to start sticking to the pan. Don't touch it. When you see bubbles of liquid start to form in little holes in the burger and start bubbling up through the top, that's when you get your hardest metal spatula or scraper and you scrape hard on the bottom of it and you get all of that up and when you flip it, it's not going to be brown. You're going to have this beautiful dark red rust color is what your burger is going to be and it's going to be super crispy and then when you flip it over turn the heat off throw your cheese on at that Mm. point immediately and then just take that off and put it on the bun with whatever sauces or lettuce or tomatoes you want and the whole thing realistically should take no longer than seven minutes from start to finish like you are you are doing it wrong if you're passing 10 minutes on making a burger at home i can bang up burgers in five minutes i can make the whole family their burgers in five minutes you're done Oh, amazing. I've been doing it wrong in so many different ways. I forgot to tell you the most important part. The second, third, fourth, fifth most important part. Oh my God. (laughs) When you smash it, okay, when you smash it down with the pot, with the heavy pot, and you take the parchment paper off, you got to put salt and pepper on that side. Okay, and okay. and you're gonna put more salt than you think you need because okay. you're putting salt, only salt on the, and pepper one side. Yeah, you only one side. You're putting salt and pepper on the side that you have not yet fried. You're putting it on the on the raw side up, and then you're gonna flip it. Okay. Also, hard bottom. Hard bottom. Hard bottom. Hard bottom. <laughs> Look at Maury. Uh, didn't you win a contest for that one time, Maury? You did win that. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks, Nicole. Love you. Wait, wait, wait. Are you going to ask me who my favorite is? Ah, uh, Nicole, before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Just so you know, if you say Mocha, I'm going to give you a different burger recipe. <laughs> no, and it's I gonna know go like it this. It's going to go like this. It's going to say, take half a pound of raw pork, put it between white bread with horseradish. <laughs> mm, sounds delicious. <laughs> Don't worry. It's 100% Roz. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even have to ask, to be honest with you, Nicole. How did you know? Hard bottom. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Kim Kardashian is one of the guests that Letterman has on the new season of My Guest Needs, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. This is his Netflix interview show. And they get into a lot of stuff because Kim's had some really... Incredible, and I don't know when they tape this, but you just think of the stuff that she has to talk about that just sort of isn't on the frivolous, you know, social side of things. She's got everything going on with Kanye. She's freeing people from prison, meeting with the president, which she took a lot of heat about, but she's mm-hmm. getting stuff done. The cancellation of the show. And one of the things that they get into on Letterman is the 2016 robbery that happened in Paris. Do you remember that? Oh, man. Yeah, right? I do, actually. And, and everybody at first thought that it was some sort of, because you don't know what to think when it's the Kardashians, because they're just, they had this reputation of just being, you know, manipulative, not in, a, in any sort of bad way, but everything was just done for show business. Everything yeah. was just done for the show. And so you had, a, the initial reaction to this was sort of cynical, which was really wild to think about now. But she goes into detail on Letterman's show talking about that night. And I've never heard Kim talk about it like this. So I handed him my ring and then he grabbed me and I was wearing a robe and I wasn't wearing anything under it. No, 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 no. We all right? I don't want to ruin my makeup. Oh, they got an audience there, too. Yeah, the makeup yeah. is fine. Okay. And um, he grabbed me and pulled me towards him. But I wasn't wearing anything underneath. So I was like, okay, this is like the time I'm going to get raped. Like, just deal. Like, it's this is it's going to happen. You know, like, just prepare yourself. So I did. And then, I don't know why I'm crying. I've talked about this before. Um... But then he tied me up with um, handcuffs and then zip, zip ties and then duct tape. And then duct tape my mouth and my eyes. And before he had my eyes, he had, he, I saw, I mean, before he duct taped my eyes, because that was the last thing, he, um, I saw he found my whole jewelry box and like held it up like, aha, you know, like we got it. But I kept on looking at the concierge because I didn't know who he was. And I'm like, what is happening? Are we going to die? Just tell them I have children. Like I have babies. I have a husband. I have a family. Like I have to get home. Tell them take anything. I'll never say like I saw them like take everything. You know, I never, ever, ever heard Kim Kardashian speak about that story. Yeah. So uh, my next next guest, he's no charge with Letterman, is set to return. I get it's today, right? It's today. Yeah. Oh, it's on Netflix today. Yeah. So I don't know. Do they drop all the episodes at once, Maury, or are they staggered? So when is the Kim one happening? 
Today. So, so this is dropped today. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Wow. Yeah. So, but they do get into everything. She talks mm-hmm. about meeting with Trump. She talks about the backlash from that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I know that this show, I found anyway, this show has been sort of hit and miss yeah. over the first this couple is what, of season over the, three, three right? yeah. yeah. Over the first couple of seasons, I found it a little hit and miss. I didn't really love the Kanye interview uh-huh. that they did. I think uh, Chappelle, uh, is Chappelle on this season as well? Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, but I think that they're sort of finding their feet with it. This is what they want. They want, this this sort of thing they want ultra you got to be ultra famous when you sit down on a show called my next guest needs no introduction and you have to have stories that you haven't told before or told tell them in a way that you haven't done before so and do you think that when they invited her to be on the show they said they gave her the option to say what you want to talk about? Or yeah, I think it was would all. They have like presented. Hey, we want to ask you about this, this, and this. Are you okay with it? Yeah, I think it's all mutual. I mean, believe me, there was nothing on that show that was a surprise. Yeah, uh, it's all sort of mutually negotiated ahead of time. But I don't know if Kim realized how emotional she was going to be about it because, like she said, yeah. she's just like I've told this story before. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've so that is uh, that's Kim Kardashian on with uh, Letterman on Netflix uh, dropped today. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, let me hear some of this new Ariana Grande song. I guess she released like a little snippet of uh, of positions, right? Yeah, we get it the the full track tomorrow. Okay, but listen, like she's very slick with how she uh, releases uh, one of the, these. Yeah, it's not like this is not how the songs are going to sound when it gets oh, to gotcha, us tomorrow. I gotcha. Oh, why do they do that? So it's all just like muffled. What, she played through like a baseball mid? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It's worth mentioning that Frankie Grande said, oh, you just wait when tweeting about this song. Yeah, uh, well. That's everybody, though. Like, yeah, but he's heard artist. it, though. He's the brother. Yeah, of course. What's he going to say? <laughs> nah, not her best work. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course he's going to big a sister he's her, he's her way less famous sibling. Of course he's going to glom onto this. Brother. No, please, yeah, more. You're the only. You were the only person. Like, I, I, if you could measure how many times Frankie Grande's name has been mentioned in show business, your name would be at the top for mentioning it the yeah. most. Oh, and he was You're on a, an episode. I don't of care. The Price I, don't, is right. I don't care. I don't even I think don't Ariana care. Grande cares about her brother. No, the way Maury no. cares no. about Frankie Grande. No, she probably. Like, he, believe me, we we're hearing this at the same time Frankie Grande is. He's he's yeah. he's flexing on Twitter. <laughs> he's not heard this yeah. track. Yeah, this no. is his way of reaching out because he probably doesn't even have Ariana's number. Probably like, Yo, Ari, can I hear the song? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, here. Let me let me hear what you think. Yeah. I bet you he leaked this. This is him playing it through. <laughs> through a baseball man. Through his baseball man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I, I, I'm anticipating. Like, I really, really want to hear some new Ariana Grande, actually. Yeah. So when does that come out? Midnight? We got to wait? Yeah, we got to wait. Uh, this whole thing with Fridays. Fridays become way too busy for new stuff, man. Why? I don't know. They just, like, everybody just releases new songs on Fridays, and then you can't even get through them all. And albums, too. And albums. Like, everything when comes out on Fridays. When did it move to Friday? It used to be Tuesday. Yeah, I know. I don't know how everything, everything moved to Fridays. Remember when movies used to be on Fridays, and then all yeah. of a sudden they were like, well, no, Wednesday. And yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> Why Wednesday? <laughs> like, you just they didn't even do Thursday. Like, and then for a brief period of time, it was Thursday at midnight. And then they were like, nah, Wednesday. You know who made the uh, the decision, actually, to do that? Who's I that? read about online. Uh, um, Frankie Grande. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 
Toronto Raptors head coach championship head coach Nick Nurse just released a brand new book called Rapture 15 teams four countries one NBA championship and how to find a way to win damn near anywhere lots of chat about including what the upcoming season for the Raptors may look like welcome back to the Raza Movie Show Toronto Raptors head coach the one the only Nick Nurse good morning <laughs> how you doing brother it's so good to have you back on the show man hey I am now awake, so thanks for... <laughs> As is everybody thanks else in your house. Guys. When you've been moving in such a forward direction for as long as you have, what is it like to just sort of pause and start looking back and putting all this down in a book? Um, well, it was interesting, uh, to be honest with you. It was interesting to go back through it all, and um, I think I did most of this book while we were still moving, yeah. right? Um it was it was pretty much done at the at the start of the year. It was it was interesting to go back and kind of figure out what was important enough to to share or what I could share without giving everything away to people that are trying to trying to beat me every night, you know. But um, <laughs> in the in the planning like stages, as you said, like we're trying to figure out like what it is you want to put in the book versus what you want to keep out. Um, what made you want to either put stories in or leave things out? Well, it was a lot bigger than it ended up originally. I think you kind of start out just kind of trying to spill everything out there. And then you kind of look at it and you say, we got to keep this thing moving a little bit. So you start, so you start trimming away some of uh, some things. And um, uh, it, it really started as a really small project. Um, kid from my hometown just out of college asked me if he could do it, start in on a book on me about you know, getting from Carroll, Iowa to becoming an NBA head coach. And we started in on it. And obviously we, we won the title and we got introduced to a few other people along the way. And it became a little bit bigger project. What did you realize when it came to your sort of philosophies on the court about how to win on the court? Um, which ones translated the best in also how to win at life and how to just sort of be that better person as well as a better coach? Well, I think that, um, you know, I know, I know it's everybody talks about positivity right? I think looking back, I've tried really hard to pump positivity into my, into my brain and into my mind and into my life. And that's just with everything, with what you read, with what you listen to, with who you hang out with um, and how you look forward. Right. And um, that, that to me is like a key and, and trying to, you know, you got to have that belief. I, I always say expect to win and how you, how you going to win if you don't expect to, you know, before you start a season or before you start a game? Uh, Coach Nick Nurse, is this book more, would you say, like, how would you describe, is it more of like a telling of your life stories, your life experiences, or is it more on the side of like motivational for people, for us who are reading the book? I mean, it's a little bit part memoir, part leadership book, I think, and with a, with a thin part of basketball, you know, if you want, if you're a basketball person, you're going to, obviously we talk a lot about the championship run and all that stuff, but we didn't really want to make it a basketball book. It was more right. of a, hopefully translate. I mean, listen, I, I would say it's an ideal gift for somebody graduating from, from high school or from college or whatever that they could see and get on your journey get working hard, dream big, get knocked down, pick yourself up. You know, the, the lessons that we all go through in life of trying to trying to move forward on our path. So you say that uh, a portion of the book, you talk about the championship year for the Toronto Raptors. How much within that section are you talking about Kawhi and him 
joining the Raptors and then eventually at the end of the season after winning the title, leaving the Raptors. It's all in there. You know, yeah. the, the, the first meeting with Kawhi, uh, him, him landing here in Toronto, wondering where in the hell he was and how he got here and not being that thrilled with it um, to, <laughs> to hitting the shot, to winning the title, to, you know, all that, to, to maybe the first time he um, spoke up in a, in a team meeting, you know, about 17 games into the year, he finally said something and, and, uh, but it was very impactful. All that stuff's, all that stuff's in there, yeah. Coach Nick Nurse of the Toronto Raptors, what are the conversations like going into the, uh, now that this season is wrapped up and quickly approaching the new season, what are the conversations like with the team? Well, we're just trying to get them going to get better. I mean, I think there's uncertainty about when and where and how we're going to play, yeah. but I think we will play, okay. right? So that's that's kind of the overriding effort, the, the overriding message is, hey, we're going to play somewhere at some point at some time, so we got to start getting better. Okay. And we're getting you think he's going to go back to uh, to Orlando in the bubble? Uh, I don't think so, no. no. But I don't know. Okay. I don't know for sure, but I don't think so. Are you okay. are you thinking, are you anticipating this being a, yeah, a, like another condensed season, so we'll have two condensed seasons back-to-back, and then maybe they reboot in like whatever 2022 that would be, or when this does start are they going to try and play a full season and then maybe play catch up at some other time i would say uh somewhere in between i don't think condensed is probably the right word but maybe slightly shortened okay. maybe only like 10 games or something gotcha you know, like 70 games or something like that uh you think we're gonna see giannis the greek freak in a raptors jersey or what uh, I don't think I'm allowed to comment on that. Okay, let me let me rephrase the question. How much would <laughs> how much would you love to see? How much would you love to see the Greek freak in a Raptors jersey? Let's see if I can answer this without getting myself in trouble. Yes. We will continue to recruit high caliber players <laughs> for city to make our to make our organization strong and our city proud. There you go. All right, Coach Nick Nurse, thank you very much for joining us on the Raz and Mocha Show. The new book is out right now. It's called Rapture: Fifteen Teams, Four Countries, One NBA Championship, and How to Find a Way to Win Damn Near Anyway. Nick Nurse, we love you so much. Thank you for all that you do for our Thanks, Toronto man. Raptors. And uh, again, thank you for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Love being on. Thanks, guys. Right on, Have man. a great day. Take care, thank brother. You. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I watched that Borat movie last night. And? So, first of all, let, let's play the, it was uh, Kim Kardashian's birthday, what, yesterday? Is yeah. that what it was? And Borat. Her 40th birthday, actually. 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Kim K. One day before me. The big guy. Um, Happy birthday, Ross. Thank you. Uh, so Borat sent Kim Kardashian a birthday message. Yuxumash. Happy birthday, Kimothy. <laughs> Kazakhstan, just get your Televisky show. I like. My hrum has been keeping up with the Kardashians. My favorite sister is you. My second favorite, Chris. And the hardest sister of all to make hand party to? Is Rob. <laughs> Happy birthday. Chinkui. <laughs> okay. So that was Borat. So I watched the new Borat movie last night. Is nice? Um, nah. Oh, it's not. It's not uh, nice. Uh, I'll, it's interesting because when Borat first hit, it was just such a different time. And it was relevant and it was wild and it was these like really elaborate giant sort of you know almost like like pranks i guess for lack of a better term like yeah. the, the the sort of gotcha and you can get away with more 
so much of this movie is played out just between Borat and his daughter. So it's just two people acting without anybody else in it. And then yeah. they're sort of both in on the joke because they're just playing their characters. Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of scenes alone together. And that sort of him infiltrating other places is really few and far between oh. in the in the movie. All right. And then you get to the Rudy Giuliani stuff, which when I first saw this explode on Twitter yesterday, so the way that it goes is that the the girl who plays the daughter is then posing as a conservative interviewer, and she hooks up an interview with Rudy Giuliani, and they sit down to do the interview, and she's like super nervous, and I guess they're drinking scotch during the interview, and she keeps touching his knee, and what was released was that they had Rudy Giuliani in a compromising position. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess in the movie, the daughter is supposed to be 15, but there's no, there's nothing in the movie that says that Giuliani knew that the girl was supposed to be 15, even though she's not 15, but yeah. they said that she was supposed to be 15. In real life, she's like 24 or something yeah. like that. And then after the interview, they, I guess, go into the room and there's a whole bunch of hidden cameras in there. And, Things happen and she's fiddling with his shirt or doing something, taking a mic off, whatever it is. And then what we're told on Twitter is that he then leans back on the bed and rams his hands down his pants Mm -hmm. and starts, I guess, doing stuff. I don't know. And then... Sasha Baron Cohen bursts in the room as Borat and says, Rudy, Rudy, no, she's too young, too old for you or something like that. And then Rudy's like, what the hell's going on? And then they and then they leave. There's nothing in that scene. Yeah. Even a sane human being in that scene watching it would think that he was actually doing something in his pants. And I hate to say this, but Rudy Giuliani's explanation of what went down in that room makes perfect sense. And I hate to say that. Is this the thing that I have Yeah. And now uh, the idiot Borat (laughs) is uh, going after me with a totally sensationalized false account of a ridiculous movie I guess that he's done. Let me tell you what happened. I went to an interview. Seemed like a legitimate interview. I did the interview with a young woman who was new to interviewing, and I was being kind to her. And then I had to leave, and I had my jacket on. I was fully clothed at all times. And I had to take off the uh, electronic equipment. And when the electronic equipment came off, some of it was in the back, and my shirt came a little out. I leaned back, and I tucked my shirt in. And at that point, when I get up, she says something about, do I want a massage? I realize now that this is a setup. And I call my security guy, Brian, who's right outside. I said, Brian, come in here. And then all of a sudden, crazy Sasha Baron Cohen runs in with a cape on and he's yelling and screaming all kinds of stupid stuff. Very calmly say, Brian, call the police. Police come. Sasha Baron Cohen is running away, I think, with his underwear on and a cape on his back. So now, if I was doing anything wrong, I would not call the police. And if he was doing anything right, he wouldn't have run away. So it was, okay. I don't, according like, to Giuliani, oh, he was talking is, in his is shirt. Giuliani is a sleazebag. Absolutely. Did he go into the room with a young reporter? Yes. Was he like having scotch with her? Yes. Did they edit this like incredibly with music and everything else to make it look like it was some sort of seduction thing? Absolutely. But did really Giuliani... I, I I was reading tweets yesterday of Rudy Giuliani caught in New York hotel room with 15-year-old. Uh-huh. Like, I was reading tweets like that yesterday. 
And that is just not what happened. But why in the scene? It was weird when they went into the bedroom and Rudy then says, well, give me your address and phone number. But you don't know what happened before that, though. But That's what, wait, what, was that, the interview happening in that bedroom? No, 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 it happened in the living room. But yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing is you could say you could say anything. You could say anything. I could say to you, right? I could be playing a part of a, of a character and I could say to you, hey, listen, I'm, I'm doing this job right now, right, as an interviewer. But what I'd really like to get into is I'd really like to get into law. And I don't know if you guys have interns, but I have a couple months off next summer. If your office does interns, I would love to, you know, explore that opportunity with you. And then what do you say? Well, give me your information, but we Thank didn't you. see her. We but didn't see her say any do you, of that. Do you think they're going to show any of that? Yeah, you don't know what footage they've edited out. You don't know what they've done. Because it's the first thing more. that he says when they go into the bedroom. Yes, so. of course it's the first thing you see because it's edited that way. But I don't yeah. know, man. I don't, I, I really, I get a hard time with a lot of these headlines talking yeah. about it. And I'm no Giuliani fan, sure. but I get a hard time with this one. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Happy birthday, buddy. I, like I got that. a story out of Florida to read to you. Thank you. Um, there was a woman who was stopped by police because she was like swerving her car back and forth. That's not good. It was her and another person sitting in the car. And when the officers were interrogating her, one of the officers smelled marijuana coming from inside the car. And then they searched the car, searched all of her stuff, right? And then they found in her purse bags of weed and then in separate bags, cocaine. Oh, that's not good. So this woman, she was like fully admitting to having weed, but denying the cocaine. But the baggies <laughs> of both yeah. were in the same purse. Okay. And she's like, yeah, the weed's the mine. weed's mine, but I don't Fine. know where that came But I don't from. know about the coke. That's a, tough, that's a tough lie to pull off. So the officers were like pressing, being like, we have, the coke is there. Yeah. It's in your bag. How do you explain this cocaine, you can explain that the weed is yours, yeah, no absolutely. problem. absolutely. Love weed. Right? Yeah. Yep. But why can you not explain how this cocaine got in your purse? Not mine. And she was quoted as saying, Yeah. I don't know anything about any cocaine. It's a windy day. It must have flown through the window and into my purse. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like you've never had that happen before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Watch a Bachelorette last night? Girl! <laughs> I watched 35 minutes. That's it? Bro, I was so tired. I was in bed at 8.40 last night. Oof. But I watched up until the group date... Like the post group date get together, yeah. When Claire was disappointed that none of the guys wanted to kind of like step up and take her aside to get to know her better, right? They had that long awkward pause where she was like, "Okay, well, I'm so proud of you guys. You guys did the challenge today. It was so much fun. You know, let's get the party started." And then there's straight up awkward silence. And then that one guy stood up and was like, "Listen, I think that I can speak from the group here when I say you're crazy." <laughs> And then that next dude, I don't know all their names yet. And then the next dude was all like, yo, don't speak for me. Yeah, there, I, had, I had a lot of problems with the show last night, but we can get into that in a, in a second here. Yes. It was, oh, the thing that got me last night was, it was basically the Dale show 
from the beginning. Yes. Right? And I know why yes. they're setting it up that way because I yeah. feel like we're getting close to where Claire decides to leave the show. Yes. So they're trying to get as much of the Claire-Dale dynamic out there right away because it was all, she's into Dale, she's into Dale, yeah. I'm so into Dale, I want to be with Dale. Okay, so so after the group date where they blindfolded each other and then they felt each other up, <laughs> that's exactly what the group date was. Yeah, no, they, I know. They put a bunch of guys in the room and everybody had blindfolds and Claire had a blindfold and then they just got to go and feel each other. To be able to obviously touch Claire... <laughs> My number one thing was just to make sure that she felt my strong presence. Uh-huh. And she was, like, so into it, like, moaning and stuff. Bro. Oh, I know the smell. Oh, I know the smell. Yeah, it's just like a lot of hugging and squeezing. Oh, bro. Bro, are you kidding me? It's sexy. <laughs> you know, how awkward is it for all the other guys just to be standing there watching? Yeah, and oh, then man. so, and, yeah, and then afterwards they're all going back and then Claire's like, all right, so, you know, she does a speech in front of them, it's like one-on-one -on -one time and then there's that weird awkward silence where nobody wants to go and hang with her, right? I just wanted to say I am so impressed by you guys today. I know I said it earlier, but you guys brought it with the love languages. I just feel like I'm so on the right path and you guys opening up and sharing with me meant so much to me. Yeah, cheers great. to finding love. <laughs> cheers. cheers. All right, cheers. cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Let's have a good time, everybody. Cheers. But wait. <laughs> How was your guys' evening? It's good. Missing you, of course. Oh, I know. I was missing you guys, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all did great today. We were talking about it earlier and we respect you and we respect each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone's just sitting there looking at each other yeah. all awkwardly. Yeah. And then she says, uh, So, should we get the night started? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Does anybody want to? <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. I love Step to, up I, to the plate? I, I would love to. I would love <laughs> to mix that with So you. awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, so, so awkward, it, it was bro. nuts. It was, it was really crazy. But the, the part of the episode, like she's just, we already know it's Dale and she's super in love with Dale. Uh -huh. and, then, and then Dale stood up. Everybody else was like, oh, you're nuts. Don't even worry about it. And then Dale stood up and just said something magical to her. And then he was like, F you guys. And then they just walked off together. Yeah, it was really make, great. Hot makeout session. Yeah. But then they get to the other group date. And this is where I start having a problem with The Bachelor because I think that whatever happens to a certain degree, right? Like to a certain degree, I think that whatever happens on Bachelorette should be able to happen on Bachelor and vice versa as far as what the contestants are asked to do. Gotcha. And last night they took two groups. They took a group of guys and split them into two mm -hmm. and they played strip dodgeball. Hold on, what? They played strip dodgeball. Oh, you know I saw the here's what's coming up on Bachelorette, but I didn't see that part because I had yes. already gone to bed. So they played strip dodgeball. How does that work? So if your team sort of loses round one, you have to take your shirts off. Yeah. If you lose round two, it was socks, then it was shorts. And like under their shorts, they were wearing jocks. Like the, the ass was open. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And everything was big. There's big black squares everywhere because the sensors were like going crazy, right? Yeah. Like it was wild. There's big black squares everywhere. And then. No little black squares. Huh? Not a police. <laughs> not with these guys. Are you kidding me? They know how to pick them. <laughs> All right. Massive black squares. Massive black squares. <laughs> right? 
And it's not even like they were all the same size. Like some guys got bigger black squares okay, gotcha. than other guys. Like cover your whole TV yeah, screen. Yeah, and it wasn't that one guy had a bigger ass than the other guy either. Okay, because I, I checked. They were roughly okay. the same size. So they had big black squares everywhere. And then like when it was over, I guess the guys took it like quite far but anyway claire was hooting and hollering as they were like having being forced to strip which i found weird Catherine even found it weird she's like Uh this is like sort of crossing the line here and then at the end of it a couple of the guys just went ahead and pulled their jocks off completely naked completely naked big black squares big black squares man (gasps) and as they're leaving claire's like hooting and hollering like she's out of chippendales and as they're leaving, she's like, can I get some hugs? And she stands up and starts hugging these guys. While they're naked? Yeah, a couple of them while they're naked. And then they don't even get dressed when they walk back to the house. So all these guys walk back in to the house where all the other guys are sitting there, big black squares. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'm like, you could never do that no, on Bachelor. Not. Absolutely not. You could never do that on Bachelor. Oh, man. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Big black squares. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You see Julie Louis-Dreyfus roast Trump? No. Oh, my God. Did you not see that latest video of Trump dancing? The new one? Of him dancing? Yes. Remember the last last week there was something? He was dancing to village people. Uh So this weekend there was a whole new dance routine. Was it from his rally last night? Even though over the weekend. It was Saturday, right? Saturday, Saturday? okay. Yeah. Maybe it was last night. But, so what'd she uh, say? Oh my god! Because he, it is he, like Trump is doing the full Elaine from Seinfeld dance. Oh, with the like thumbs the out full, and everything. Like the full. Find the, it right now, Mark. Can you find Trump from his body from the weekend dancing? And everything? Place? Hold on here. No, but like he does. Like when Trump dances, Trump like he does dance. the. You see a lot of like you would see a lot of dads <laughs> dance like this. <laughs> yeah, where, where they don't move their feet, right? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong they don't, with they don't, them? He doesn't move his feet because that takes a whole level of confidence when you're dancing. Did man. somebody tell him, like, sir, maybe just don't move your feet? No, no, no. That is a whole. No, it's a confidence thing when it comes to dancing. So you can groove. You can stand in one place. You can shuffle your knees back and forth. Move your shoulders around. Bite your bottom lip. Put your hands, no. you know, slightly above waist is this level. Video like. Altered because why is pants so big and his feet so small? No, his pants are huge. <laughs> okay, wears, so that's real life. Yes, that wasn't altered. No, okay. th- those are the Trump custom suits. Yeah, you could put endless amounts of crap in them. They- <laughs> <laughs> um, Yo, they look like baggy pants from the 90s. Bro, I'm telling you right now, they're genie pants. <laughs> so. Julia Louis-Dreyfus tweeted, uh, first he stole all of Veep. Now he's stealing from Seinfeld. (laughs) Melania deserves an Emmy for acting like she's attracted to this. (laughs) But it takes a whole level of confidence to move your feet. Like when you're not like a dancing person, like you'll get into the groove, but man, you do not move your feet. That's like, that's... Jason Alexander also tweeted before. What did he say? He said that uh, Trump is obviously a fan of Elaine. Yeah, obviously. You can tell. But no, I've never seen somebody... I mean, I know they say dance like nobody's watching, but when you're the most famous face in all of the world... And everybody's every, watching. Everybody's <laughs> watching. Maybe don't dance. <laughs> and I don't know whether he thinks that... because And this all has to do with COVID, right? This all is about him making look young and spry. Like oh, that's yeah. all this is about. Look at how healthy I am. I'm up here dancing. I can run the country A-OK, oh, no yeah, problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but those are some big pants, huh? Yeah. Like huge, huge. pants. They almost look... Oh, he's probably got some like... 
they almost look fake where I'm looking for somewhere within the pant leg that the inflator is. Yeah. And also you don't you don't see suits like that anymore. I was watching an old episode of uh America's Funny Home Videos the other night and Tom Bergeron was hosting. And guys' suits used to be huge. Oh, like Tom, Tom Bergeron came out with a suit. I swear to God, I had five buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. Uh. I'm not even joking. The jacket almost came to his knees. But that was the look and the shoulders were all wide. Yeah, soup. Like It looked like a... Uh... Like a diving board. You know what it looked like? It remember, remember when you used to watch shows where like two kids would try and sneak into a movie theater, right? And then the one kid would have to put like a like a man suit on. Oh, and then they go on each other's shoulders? Yeah, yeah that, that's what it looked like. Or <laughs> it never quite fits right because you got those kid shoulders, but you're wearing a man-sized jacket. <laughs> like That's what suits used to look like, but Trump is still wearing the pants from that era. <laughs> oh, and that is the leader of the United States of America. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Taylor, you got problems, huh? Yeah, okay. I guess so. So, Taylor, you wrote us this. Fix my life like no joke. And you go on to say, I'm just stuck on whether or not to keep listening to the Raza Mocha Show podcast in order or start at the latest episode one and then go backwards. Ooh, that's tough. You're currently on episode 83, so I have a lot to go, but I don't know if I want to keep updated on the current news or stick to the past like I have been. What would you guys suggest? What would you do? This isn't like, there's no debate here like there is with which order should you watch Star Wars in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you can actually, you know, strategically plan out what you want to do. It just depends on whether or not you want to sort of be current and then dip back into the older episodes on your free time, I guess. But like we have, let me just try and do the math here because I did it the other night. Mm -hmm. We're almost at 200 podcasts, Yeah, we're going to get 200 this week. Yeah, That's what I'm looking at too okay so you said you're on episode 83 right now but did you start from the very beginning with number one or you just like randomly select i started at number one and i'm at 83 now oh wow okay so if you listened roughly like roughly 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 if you listened to every single podcast that we've done for 24 hours a day it would take you almost 24 days to finish them Damn, you got oh that kind of time, that's, that's listening twenty four hours a day, roughly. <laughs> Definitely not, right? <laughs> like that's that's a big that's a big time investment. Um, what yeah. what I would what I would say I would always recommend people start at the beginning. And I know that that seems like a pain in the ass because there's so much current stuff going on that you won't get to. But so much of enjoying the podcast is the evolution of things that we've done on the show and mm-hmm. how stories continue and the way that we reference things. And I think that as a fan of the, the podcast, I think you would be doing yourself a disservice to not listen in order. I agree. I agree completely. That's kind of where I was leaning towards, but I wasn't sure if I would be missing on anything current as well. Yeah. See, the way I listen to podcasts as well is I have to listen in order. Yeah. Like, depending on the show, yeah, it would drive me nuts if I started in the middle of, let's say, a season or a show, right? Yeah. I yeah, always go back and start at the very are, beginning. Yeah, especially if they're coming out on Fridays, I would have to, like, 
almost catch up for the Friday, and then I don't know how I would go about doing that. It'd be like ping pong back and forth. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and, uh, it draw, and you know what too? It would confuse you if you listen to like a current episode and then you go back and listen to an episode from two years ago. The timeline's just going to be off, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, yeah, oh, did exactly. I hear they mentioned this? But then in this episode, they said something else. But I don't understand this part of a story because they're talking about something that I haven't heard yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the only thing that might throw you off is I think maybe the news stuff that we do in them because yeah. that may that may seem a little old. Um, yeah, we, but that's we, actually I feel like that's part of the most fun because you kind of think back to when that true. was happening. Like yeah. currently, I'm on the Toronto Raptors and how they just won, and then Kawhi Leonard leaving. Oh wow! Oh, so that's <laughs> kind of thing, like, yeah, it's been a bittersweet. The good old days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but because we're not like like the podcast that we do, it's sort of an ongoing story, right? It's not like Joe Rogan or it's not like any of the other podcasts where there's just individual interviews for specific ones where you can really just sort of dip around and, you know, listen to things that sort of pique your own interest. You don't have to listen from beginning to end, but this is like, it's just a story that we do every, you know, every week when we release these things. And so, so it would be tough to, I don't think that you would enjoy it as much as you didn't start at the beginning. Because. I'm thinking about one specific thing right now. Yeah. That's been mentioned a couple of times in the past like six weeks mm-hmm. that the story changed completely from how we talked about this one thing throughout the history of the show. I don't even know what you're talking oh, about. Okay. What are you talking about? So, and for you, Taylor, if you heard that right now, I just think it would kind of be a spoiler, a little okay. bit. Okay. What are you talking? Okay. What, what are you talking about? I'm just Show gonna. Me. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna say anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yes, yes, yeah. You're right. right? You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're because right. You're been right. Mentioned so many no, times in the right. past. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so something so, like that. So I would just I would start at the beginning. Okay. I know that's tough, huh? It's a lot of days. We've we've talked to so many truckers on this show that are driving across the country where they will start in. PEI and end up in, you know, Chilliwack and they do nothing but listen to the podcast the entire way. That's a lot of Razamoka. Yeah. That's a lot of Razamoka. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's the perfect amount of Razamoka. That's a lot of damn it, Maury. <laughs> so there you go, Taylor. Oh, thank you guys so uh, much. All right, love. Before we let you go, between Razamoka, who's your favorite? I mean, you listen oh, to the gosh. podcast so you know we ask. Okay, um, I think I'm going to have to go with Roz. Oh. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Just from when I started, he kind of like stuck with me. What a, glo- what a glowing recommendation. I don't know. <laughs> we agree on a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. So, so, you're, so you're a total a-hole too then, huh? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Love you. Thank you, guys. Love you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I want to talk to you about Drake real quick. Please. Because today is an anniversary. Believe it or not, it was five years ago today that Drake released the music video for Hotline Bling, which was considered a bonus track on the Views album. Yeah, man. Five years ago today. And if you remember, when that video came out, it just became like an instant meme. Mm -hmm. It was just him in the multicolored box Mm -hmm. doing all sorts of dances. And instant meme, everyone started doing parodies of their own. And then we started getting all the like other artists doing their version, mm-hmm. their covers, mm-hmm. including Billie Eilish. You used to call me on my cell phone <clears throat> Late night when you need my love 
Track hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. I'm surprised that song didn't go to number one, which is so weird. Won two Grammys in 2017. Best rap song, best rap song performance as well. And then Justin voice, Bieber did his version. Lil Wayne did his version of Hotline Bling. And from the Ronza Mocha show, Shem did his own version right. of Hotline Bling, but called it the flip, flo- uh, flip phone. <laughs> call me on my flip phone. Four nine, call my home. Call me on my flip phone. Before nine, call my home. Cause after nine, my phone is free. <laughs> so it's okay to call me. There you go. Today is five years since Drake dropped the music video for Hotline Bling. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Henry Thomas is going to be on the show with us in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, man. Uh, from The Haunting of Bly Manor, The Haunting of Hill House. He was Elliot and E.T., huge fan of Henry Thomas. So can you call Catherine real quick? Because I got to tell you the story of what went down in our house over the weekend. This is my girlfriend, Catherine, by the way. Whose number I know off by heart. That was, was so weird. <laughs> it's, it's the haunting of Roz's house when this happens. Hello? Hi, love. Hi, honey. Sounds like I caught you in the middle of something. Yeah. Okay. So here's what happened in my house over the weekend. So, sweetheart, uh, Henry Thomas from um, Haunting of Bly Manor is coming up. Okay. But, but I had to tell the story first. So I say to Catherine on Saturday night, I go, hey, listen, um, Henry Thomas is coming on the show. So I got to watch a couple episodes of Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, okay, fine. And so it's nine o'clock, right? Oh, God. At nine yeah. o'clock on Saturday night. And we watch one episode and I really dig it. Yeah. And then we watch a second episode and I start falling asleep. And then Catherine starts kicking me going, don't you make me watch this alone. Yeah. Don't you make me watch this alone. Wake up, sit up, sit up. Right. <laughs> and so, and so, okay. And then, so I sit up and I'm, I'm doing like the head bob thing. Look uh-huh. like my hair and we have this new couch where my head doesn't hit any pillows. So it's like back in the wall. There's like nothing supporting my neck. Right. And then, so what happens is, is that Catherine uh, had, what did you eat love? What was it? Oh man. So like, I don't really drink. So on my big Saturday night is like, I'm going to eat an espresso chocolate cookie and some chocolate ice cream. Okay. So Catherine has, okay. So Catherine has an espresso chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. And then uh, after episode two, I'm like, honey, I got to go to bed. And then she looks at me and goes, let's do one more. And I go, I can't do it. And I don't want you to yell at me. So why don't I take a pillow and I'll put my head on your butt and then I'll fall asleep. And then I'll just watch episode three tomorrow. Yeah. And she's like, okay, cool. So I get the pillow, put the pillow on her butt and then I fall asleep. So I wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And? and I look at Catherine. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I got 30 <laughs> minutes left in the last episode. No! <laughs> Catherine, you watched the whole thing on Saturday night? <laughs> All in one shot. <laughs> no! 
That's crazy. All in one shot. And now, so yes, so now all weekend, I'm like in the kitchen on my laptop watching it because she's seen them all now. Oh. Right? So now Yo, I got it. That's crazy. So much, you know, well, you know what couples are like, we don't we don't go ahead, we watch it together as a couple, all this stuff. That was our big plan for Bly Manor. Our big plan for Bly Manor. And, and then I, the espresso chocolate chip cookie dessert and, ice cream yeah, ruined it. Exactly. And she let oh. me sleep there beside her while you watched every single episode. Yep, I did. Yeah. <laughs> what? It was what? What'd you think of it, Catherine? It, honestly, I haven't really been able to watch scary stuff since I had Roxy. Like, when you have kids, it's really hard to watch scary stuff. It's just like, you can't. Yeah. Um, but this one I did not find super scary, so I really liked it. It's, like, more psychological. Completely, like, yeah. Well, and in my defense, the reason I had to keep watching is every single episode ends and you go, I have no idea what's going on. And then and it sort of ends on, like, a cliffhanger after every single episode. So, honestly, you have to watch all nine episodes start to finish before you have any idea what is happening in that show. It's, it's called self-discipline, sweetheart, okay? <laughs> you, you, have to, you, have to learn how to, you have to learn how to walk away. You have to learn how to walk away. A- any, anyway, anyway, love, um, because you're the, the huge expert, is there anything that you want us to ask Henry Thomas on your behalf? Um, who is Henry Thomas? Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Henry, Henry Thomas is the, he's the drunk uncle. The drunk uncle. Oh, he's good. Um, what I want to... <laughs> Main character. Come on now. He, he was all, he was, he was also Elliot from E.T., huh? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It looks like his face. Yeah, no, it is, it is him. It is him. I'm telling you. I'm not playing a joke. It is him. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I don't know if I can ask anything without revealing gigantic spoilers. Okay, so no spoilers. Just tell him he did a very good job. <laughs> and... and- it looks like a lot of work. Honestly, don't tell yes, him that no. is the lamest thing anyone has ever <laughs> Okay. Hold on. I'm going to bleep. So how much yeah. did, you, did you watch? No, Ross? I'm on episode three, oh, man. Still? So yes. Uh. Uh. Yes, I can't. So I can't even so, say no, anything. We can't, that's and, why we oh, can't have man. this conversation right now. Uh, anyway, Catherine cheated and went ahead and watched the whole thing without me. Oh, uh, so, right, so, ta- Catherine, maybe I'll text you later with uh, yes. with some things. Because Jenna and I watched the whole thing. We finished on, on Sunday night. How did you like it? I liked it. I thought, again, okay. different, not scary, but yes. more of a, like you said, psychological. Oh, and you know who I love? You know, like the... Um the, the girl that starts telling the story in, like, the beginning of the first episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, She was in the first one, too. Yeah, yeah. She's in, like, she's really well cast. I thought she was perfect for that, too. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> you guys, you guys, with your, with all your inside knowledge on Bly Manor, okay? I feel, <laughs> I feel left out. I'm going to, I'm going to quit being the third wheel right now between, between you and Morgan. <laughs> you always are, bro. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, I love, I love you, sweetheart. Text me later because I got to stop at the grocery store on my way home. Okay, love okay, you. Okay, love bye. you. Love okay. you too. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The Haunting of Bly Manor is on Netflix right now. And in the first one, in Hill House, Henry Thomas plays the younger version of the dad to the family going through everything. Now, in Bly Manor, it's a completely different story, but with some spooky elements as well. And he plays the uncle to the main kids in the show. Henry Thomas, welcome back to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Nice nice to uh, hear you again. Uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. Congratulations on that, by the way. Oh, thanks so much. Now, was that, how did they get you so sweaty? Because you spent so much of that, uh, this show, like, <laughs> drunk and sweaty. What, 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 what was the sweat? <laughs> uh, the, 
The, the sweat is uh, glycerin, so they don't have to reapply it all the time. Is yeah, the, so it just kind of sits there. Does it feel gross? Like, is it hard to get off? Uh, it feels gross. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's got to be super uncomfortable if, like, you have that glycerin on you, you do a take, and then they, like, stop down, maybe they have to readjust a couple of things, and then they have to do the, the take again, and you're sitting there looking all oh, sweaty like every, feeling gross, right? Everybody else gets to look great. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, otherwise they're coming in, like, every... 10 seconds with uh, like an Avion spritzer bottle, you know, and like spraying your face with moisture and it just <laughs> evaporates. Um, how much do you, the, the, with the success of the first one and now this one, are you becoming or have you always been a fan of putting people in uncomfortable positions of where they get scared? Like, are you a fan of watching this stuff? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not really a horror guy, you know, I, I, uh, but I don't find these to be uh, particularly scary. I just find it to be kind of unsettling or, uh, you know, psychologically like, uh, terrifying, but, but not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not worried to, to look in the closet at night. Bro, like the girl with the little dolls under the thing, put that back. Like, <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. Uh, Henry, uh, comparing Hill House to Bly Manor, which character do you feel that you, you enjoyed playing more? Well, I had more fun uh, playing Henry Wingrave just because you can kind of, uh, you know, take the top down and uh, do some donuts in that character. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Crane, you know, he was he was great, and he's a great character, but he he was pretty one note. You know, he he just wanted to fix the house mm -hmm. and um, and get his family together. But uh, yeah, Henry Wingrave, you know, he has he has a fancy accent and an alter ego, so uh, it was more fun for me. Hey, is Bly Manor like a real place? Does that place like actually exist? And, well, uh, yeah, there's a place I think in in Washington State uh, that you know that's the physical you know facade that we used, but really Bly Manor. The only Bly Manor I saw was like this giant green screen. Uh, on top of a few shipping crates that was way out uh, where we were shooting in, in British Columbia. I was watching the, reading a lot of stuff uh, from the HBO special you did about being a kid in Hollywood. And um, I, oh, yeah. and, and, and I know for, I know for me seeing you now with two knockout roles on, on Netflix, are you getting, are you hearing from fans of like how good it is to just be seeing you like consistently in these amazing things? Because there's a, I look at you and there's still a, so much like a part of me where I see you, where you just sort of feel like home you know what i mean because nostalgia is so impactful on people's lives well, you know it's this uh, it's the damn perseverance uh of of the annoying child actor that that sticks around too long you know <laughs> so everybody gets used to him um i i think that's <laughs> i think that's what happened i just like i i, I kept trying uh long enough um but no i'm really excited to have a chance to to play characters like this and it's mostly Mike Flanagan's fault uh, for hiring me. <laughs> well, actually, Henry Thomas, who's on the Raza Mocha show, uh, so a handful of you from Haunting of Hill House appear in Haunting of Bly Manor. Will you be back for season three? I mean, I'd love to be back for season three. Um, I, I think it's, it's kind of up in the air because it was only ever meant to be Haunting of Hill House and 
there was never really a sequel in mind. So, uh, Bly Manor was a, a treat, you know, and I didn't expect it. So if a third season comes along, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what it would be. I'll tell you what I love about this, and especially with Bly Manor, is that you get so deep into it when you're watching it because of the time period that these take place in. Because tech doesn't play a role in the story at all. Mm. So nobody's going up to the room Googling the history of Bly Manor. Nobody, once you remove, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Once you remove that element, uh, you, you, it allows you to really, really get into the story because there's no, tech isn't a character in this in this sort of horror story, which I think is the ultimate way to do it. I think every movie should take place in the 80s now because, yeah. it's, because it's so much scarier when people don't have phones. Yeah. It's so much scarier when, when people don't have a flashlight on the back of their phone in their back pocket when all the lights go out. <laughs> it's true, yeah. I mean, it, it, makes, uh, it makes the writers work a little harder, I think. Well, then work harder. <laughs> Henry Thomas, always a pleasure speaking with you on the Raz and Mocha Show. Again, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor is on Netflix. Thank you. Have a good one. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, there's something that's been brought to my attention that I want to bring to your attention, but just don't pay any attention to it. Okay, hold on a second here now. I got to get my decoder ring out. <laughs> um, okay, so there's something that's been brought to your attention. Yes. That I want to bring to your attention. You want to bring to my attention. But just don't pay any attention to it. But I will not pay any attention to it. Every day before we do the news, you always say, hey, Mocha, you ready? I say yes. You mm -hmm. say, let's do the news, right? Correct, Amundo. Uh, here's a voicemail we got from Yara. Okay. So Roz used to say, let's do the news. Now he says, let's do the news. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Very specific. Okay, hold on. Play. I, I, I don't hear the difference. You play, don't? No. Okay, play, because play. I have examples okay. of the past couple of times that you've introduced the news. Okay, play play her back again for me one more time. Okay. So Roz used to say, let's do the news. Now he says, let's do the news. <laughs> <laughs> for example. Let's do the news. Is that old or new? That's old. Oh, okay. What she's saying is this is how you used to say it. Let's do the news! And now you say it like this. Let's do the news! <laughs> I don't hear the difference. No, here's another one. Okay. Is this old or new? Uh, hey, Mocha. Yes. Are you ready? Uh -huh. Let's do the news! Is that old or new? That's new, okay. according to her. Let's do the news! Right? Is, that's what? That's new or is that old? That's new. Okay. Let's do the news! Old or new? New. Oh. Because this... Let's do the news! Is original. Oh. Whereas she's saying, Yara's saying this... Let's do the news! Is the new way you've been saying it. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. But I don't want it to affect the way you say... Then don't play this for me! That's why I said it's been brought to my attention. I want to bring to your attention, but don't pay attention. How am I not supposed to pay attention? You know me. I, I can... I am... I am... I cannot take any sort of criticism. It's not criticism. <laughs> that no. is criticism. Any t it's even if somebody says you've changed, uh -huh. I will obsess about that and dissect it for weeks now. Oh. For weeks, wow. I'm going to be messed up about this. So really? play me the old one again. Let's do the news. And now play me the new one. Let's do the news. News, 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 news. Yeah, I, I, I guess now. <sighs> 
How much time do I have until we do the news? Because I'm going to need a minute. Oh, <laughs> a full minute? Yeah. You got like 10 seconds. I don't know, man. Okay, Come on, hold buddy. on. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to wait. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> uh, Mocha. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, see, I screwed it up already. Oh, buddy. Okay, hold on now. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do the news! <laughs> See, perfect. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's do the news! Hey! Is that old or is that new? That's, that's amazing. Old. It that's felt original. weird. It felt weird. Really? I know that's not the first time I've said that in my life, but that right there felt weird. <laughs> A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Oh, my God. So those two town halls last night, Joe Biden and uh, on ABC and Donald Trump on NBC with Samantha Guthrie. So lit, right? So lit. <laughs> Guthrie apparently asked Trump, I think that they broke it down to she asked Trump a question every 12 seconds. Like she was really? relentless, like yeah, relentless. Uh, but a couple of the big moments that came out of it is one when she called him a crazy uncle. <laughs> Just this week, you retweeted to your 87 million followers a conspiracy theory that Joe Biden orchestrated to have SEAL Team 6, the Navy SEAL 26, killed to cover up the, the fake death of bin Laden. Now, why would you send a lot like that to your followers? It. You Can retweeted That was a retweet. Was a that retweet. was a, an opinion of somebody, and that was a retweet. I'll put it out there. People can decide for themselves. I don't take a position. You're not like someone's crazy uncle who no, can no, just retweet no. whatever. That was a retweet, and I do a lot of retweets. And frankly, because the media is so fake and so corrupt, if I didn't have social media, I don't call it Twitter, I call it social media, oh. I wouldn't be able to get the word out. And the, well, word, the word is, is and you know what the word is? The word is very simple. We're building our country stronger and better than it's ever been before. Okay. <laughs> that was a retweet. First of all, I don't call it Twitter, I call it social media. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this. I'm the cool one in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm everyone's favorite president. Man, people are ripping Samantha Guthrie apart because she was too good. <laughs> I, I, I think it was a huge mistake. He should have just gone to another debate. She, he got shredded more last night than he ever would have in a Biden yeah. debate. At yeah. least in a Biden debate, what they what, the only thing that they can attack him for is like making stupid faces and sure. being ignorant and all this stuff. And also, but, you get a break. Yeah, you do. Next, yes, talking, right? yes, you do. You get a break. This was a, a legit just interrogation. You're right. And there, there's format to a debate, even though it, it turns into absolute chaos. There's format. Yeah. But man, when you sit down in front of Samantha Guthrie like this, like, oof, man, it was a pasting. Yeah. Like an absolute pasting. He was, in his mind, was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, why'd I do this? Should have just stayed home. Uh, and then they got into mask wearing because Trump, you know, is Superman and he beat COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As the president, I have to be out there. I also know. Well, there's no one that says you can't be out there, but it's just about wearing masks and having, for example, your but rallies. Your rallies As don't require example, masks. No, no. I mean, let's see Kamala. She's got people now. They're people have it. And I'm not blaming her. I'm not saying, oh, she did a terrible thing. As president, I have to be out there. I can't be in a big I can't be locked in a very beautiful room someplace in the White House. And I want to see the Gold Star families. And I want to see everyone. in beautiful room, right? It's the most beautiful room. It's 
it's risky doing it. It is risky doing but it. But as it's president, risky. You, you're, you're right. You don't want to. You want to be a leader, but you also are a leader and a setter of an example. And if you're not wearing a mask when your administration is saying best yeah. practice right now is wear a mask, no, it's not foolproof. But many but people are catching it. Many people are getting this disease <laughs> right, that was sent to us by China. Uh, so Chris Christie, who was at the Rose Garden massacre, right? Where everybody got COVID. Is he out now? So, yeah. So, Chris Christie is oh. out. Chris Christie was in the ICU for seven days. Oh, boy. So, Chris Christie said this. I believe that when I entered the White House grounds that I had entered a safe zone due to the testing and that had many people, others, had undergone that day. I was wrong. I was wrong to not wear a mask at the Amy uh, Coney Barrett announcement. And I was wrong to not wear a mask at multiple debate prep sessions with the president and the rest of the team. Uh, when you have seven days in an isolation in the ICU, you have have time to think. He goes on to say, follow the CDC guidelines in public no matter where you are and wear a mask to protect yourself wow. and others. Every public official, regardless of party or position, should advocate for every American to wear a mask. And so, he's working for, with and, Trump. Right. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, where do we begin? Oh, did you see this? Queen Elizabeth sparked like i don't even know what she's thinking so she does her first outing since all of this covid stuff happened yeah and it's her and william yeah and they're standing there they did an event there was a police officer there nobody's wearing masks the queen's not wearing a mask no and everybody's, Yo, she's like a thousand years old thank you and everybody's going in on her saying that this would have been an absolute perfect example for her to set some sort of president or example for everybody else does she not like have advisors or anything yeah i I don't know, but what are you going to do? I watched uh, that show. You can't tell the queen to do anything. What are you doing? Oh, we're going oh, to call queen? the queen. Okay. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Tell me about it, man. Let's see if she answers. She should. She's always up. Syrup, is that Olivia Coleman trying to borrow clothes again? Hello, <laughs> Olivia? Uh, queen, hold on. No jokes today, okay? Like, real talk here. What were you doing out without a mask on? How does NASA organize a party? <laughs> How? How? They plan it. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> Don't you have people in your circle, in your crew, that's going to, like, advise you not to go out without wearing a mask? Like, you're the queen. What did the cannibal get when he showed up late to a party? What? A cold shoulder. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but it was the you're the queen, the future king was with you. Neither of you were wearing masks. What is going on with this? Did you hear about the light bulb okay. party? What? It was lit. Okay, great. Bye. Okay, bye. Wow. Bye. Just not care at <laughs> all. Oh god. Uh Cardi B is apparently back with offset. What? Yes. No, she's not. Yes. Yep, she filed for divorce and everything, and now yeah. she's like, meh. So here's what she was tweeting, and, and let's, let's go back to the divorce filing where they said it was irretrievably broken, according to talking about their relationship, and there are no prospects for a reconciliation. And then Cardi goes on social to say this, nobody can manipulate me to do blank. I have a choice. When I get tired of the blank, I leave. Only things that brings me back is the blank. No mouth gab, no money, no cards. It's the blank. Wow. So unless you unless you want to lend me your father's for a day, stop with that blank. Wow. Then somebody uh, asked her, hey, but uh, isn't he an abuser? 
And then she said, abusive, girl, I'm the one that do the hitting and the blank talking. I'm just a crazy blank. One day I want to smack a blank and leave. The next day I want to blank his face and get the blank rag. You'd be trying to analyze too much. We are just simply dysfunctional. That's a lot of blanks. That's a lot of blanks. That's that's, that's Cardi B. If anything, though, Cardi B keeps it so real. That is a lot of blanks. Oh, hey, do you have Bieber from SNL over there? Oh, yeah. Which one do you want? Um, Because they're both amazing. Yeah, so let's start with Lonely. Everybody knows my name now, but something about it still feels strange. Like sitting in the mirror trying to steady yourself and seeing somebody else. And everything's not the same. It's a good singer. I loved both performances. You did, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I am such a big fan of this. This new Bieber that we've been getting the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think because I was so disappointed with the last concert that I went to. This was like prior to, like right before we found out that he was going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And these concerts that he was doing right across the country, the basic theme that everybody was saying was that he just looked like he gave up, like he didn't... Mm-hmm really care he wasn't into the show he wasn't into singing yeah yeah he's good he's talented man yeah I'd say in the past like two years or so I've become like an, a bigger fan of Bieber yeah and his performances on Saturday were amazing they criticize the things I did as an idiot kid it's interesting what SNL can do because when I heard this song we played it last week I didn't like it at all really no not at all. Eh, just, I don't know. Because I don't think that this song, because when, when I listen to music on this show, mm. I listen to a song like this in between two other songs. Uh, yeah. Right? And Atmosphere. To, yeah. And I, uh, that, like, because there's no, there's no other way around it when you're, when you hear a song on the radio. You're going to hear a song between two other songs. And it was jarring. And I don't think it worked. <clears throat> But when I hear it on its own and when I watch them do the track on SNL, it's a completely different song. Yeah. Like, it's almost like it doesn't belong in this world. Like, it's it's for something else. And it's a shame because it really really doesn't feel like it has a home in between other contemporary tracks. I like it. I dig it. I like it. To me, it's a completely different song. When I hear it on SNL like that, in that atmosphere done that way, it's a completely different track than what it was last week when we heard it. It's like I heard a brand new song. It's wild. Uh, Imagine if George Clooney did The Notebook. (laughs) What? Yeah. Imagine if George George Clooney did The Notebook. They originally, I guess there was an option for George to do The Notebook and that Paul Newman was going to play the older version of him in the okay. movie. And then Clooney says that uh, that Paul Newman is one of the most handsomest guys that he's ever seen. And when they met, he said, I can't play you. I don't look anything like you. This is insane. We just wanted to do it because we wanted to work together, but it ended up not being the right project for us to do together. Huh. So I guess that they had the option of doing the notebook with George Clooney and Paul but Newman. What, because there's no similarities? I, don't, I guess I, I guess maybe that they, the whole thing was just wrong for the two of them. Oh, okay. But Clooney was much older than... 
Ryan Gosling in that movie, right? Like, oh yeah, like much older. Uh-huh. Uh, and then in the same um, uh, interview that Clooney had done, he had said that after Batman and Robin, after that flopped, that he was a that it ruined his career for a while. And then uh-huh. it wasn't. And then it wasn't until he found the script for Out of Sight, and then got Soderbergh to direct it, that he managed to sort of rebuild his career and put it back in a different direction. Uh-huh. Because he said that it ruined him, and nobody wanted to work with him because it wasn't that it was he was bad in the movie, but he, they pinned the flop on him, right? So it made two hundred thirty-eight million, but it cost one hundred twenty-five million, which that is just not enough money. And so they pinned the flop on George Clooney, and then he says that he actually had to rebuild his career with Out of Sight. Did you did you see Out of Sight? No, J Lo, J Lo, and oh, uh, George Clooney. I think I saw that. You think, yeah. dude? Out of Sight is so good. I still haven't a, seen the Notebook. A, I'm waiting for us to watch it together. The notebook Remember, either? No. Remember I said, you and I were going to watch That's that together right, one night. But how have you not accidentally even seen The Notebook? I won't let it happen. You won't, huh? No. Like Jenna never says, hey, let's watch The Notebook? Nothing no, like that. That's for Roz and I. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> sorry, I made a promise. <laughs> <laughs> I always keep my promises. Uh, Lulu Popplewell was one of the child stars in Love Actually. She did a recent interview talking about how much she hates the movie. What? Yes, really? she did. Yeah, she What's called it sexist, sexist, not sexy. She called it sexist, cheesy, and crap. She says, oh, wow. I think it's aged badly. All the women in it are sort of passive objects. I think that there was an article describing them as passive objects to be acquired. She goes on to say, though, I, I'm glad people liked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who was she in the movie? She was one of the kids. One of Emma Thompson's kids. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I remember this girl. Yeah. Is that the only movie she's ever been in? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the, I, don't, I don't have a lot of details on Lulu Popplewell. And then she says, is this in a tweet? Is this what this is? She goes, words I jokingly said on a podcast being taken out of context. Love actually was a nice experience. I don't actually have strong opinions on the film. The pod was lighthearted. Hugh Grant was kind. Ignore the weird, not news journalism. I didn't ask for it. Yeah, but you said, quote, I think it's aged badly. All the women are sort of passive objects. I think there was an article describing them as passive objects to be acquired. (laughs) So I don't know what the context is, but if there's a different context, I'd like to know what that context is. You said what you said. You said what you said. (laughs) (laughs) So it's looking like Cardi B deleted Twitter. Completely. Because uh, I guess people were being hypercritical about her relationship and getting back together with Offset, which is really her business and nobody else's. Um, but she deleted Twitter. Like, I just went looking. It's still not back. Because oftentimes when these celebs do this, they delete it for like a day or they just like yeah. deactivate it, whatever. But she hasn't activated it yet. And uh, it's been a couple days now. So uh, this was Cardi on Instagram talking to fans uh, about their obsession with her relationship. I'm so tired that because of y'all, I got to continuously explain myself. I didn't put my divorce out there. A f- court clerk put it out there. And because people were making rumors up, oh, this guy has a girl pregnant, this and that, I had to address it. I'm tired of y'all clocking every f- thing. I smoke a cigarette. Oh, my God, you're smoking a cigarette because of offset. You're stressed. Bro. When I was a stripper, I used to smoke cigarettes every day. I've been smoking <laughs> cigarettes since I was 15. I started smoking cigarettes because I'm, I'm bored and I was drinking on my birthday. I'm not an avid smoker. I don't even really smoke. So stop. 
continuously. And then it's like, but you see, you always giving people material. Y'all be doing the same shit that the other people do. But then y'all want to call yourself fans. I don't give a <laughs> I'm tired of it. Y'all really said on Twitter and started harassing my best friend Ashanti. Like, you need to give her advice. You need to this and that. Nobody got to do shit. I do whatever the f I want to do. <laughs> like, I love my fans, and I'm thankful, and I'm grateful for everything you do. But some of y'all really be acting like I sleep with y'all. And Offset is not the only f problem that I deal with. I, I, To be honest with you, that's my marriage is one of the least worries that I have right now. Wow. <laughs> I love Cardi. That's Cardi B. Uh, I just saw a tweet where somebody was like, I can't believe that Ariana Grande and Cardi B are almost the same age. I always what? think that Ariana Grande is much younger than what she actually is. And I think that I think that Cardi B is much older than what she actually is. Yes, me too. Yeah. But Ariana Grande is 27. Cardi B is 28, right? No. Yeah. 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 They're like, really? a, yeah, they're like a year apart. Can you check on that more? Because I, I, I think that that's what it is. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, there's some Beach Boys drama today. Oh. Oh, look at you. This is what you picked, huh, for Beach Boys? Interesting. My parents love this song. I don't know. Who doesn't? So the story was that the Beach Boys are doing a Trump benefit. No, and, they're not. And the event is supposed to happen with tickets between... $2,800 all the way up to $150,000 per couple. Wow. So it's a big money, it's a big money benefit. But this Beach Boys version is fronted by Mike Love, who was from the Beach Boys. This Beach Boys virgin version is not Brian Wilson and Al Jardine. So the other guy in the band... Yeah. Has a licensing agreement where he can go and do shows as the Beach Boys, and then sometimes John Stamos shows up on stage. Yeah. But this isn't Brian and Al from the Beach Boys. Like, this isn't the reunited Beach Boys. Oh, is it multiverse? Is, yeah, this is like Mike Love, who, who is allowed to the use songs. the name. Well, What's that? He wrote half the song. Right, but he's a, he's, light, light, he's, he's licensed the name Beach Boys for the purposes of touring. Okay. So he can't release albums called the Beach Boys, but he can tour as the Beach Boys. But they're doing a, a, a Trump event? Yes, because he's a huge Trump fan. Oh, that right? I didn't So know. now Brian Wilson and the other guy are like, whoa, 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 hold on, this ain't us. Yeah. Asterix. Asterix. <laughs> <laughs> they're very upset about it. So that's the Beach Boys drama. Uh, Does John Stamos really show up with them every now and then? Uh, yeah. Because I remember they did, like, he was on Full House, huge fan, and then there was that episode where... They all met, and then the John, Beach Boys. John Stamos is in the Kokomo video. Yeah, and then Beach Boys played in the uh, in the living room. Yeah, at the Tanner residence. Yeah. yeah, but he still goes on to like he still does shows that. with the Beach Boys. Yeah, you think he likes plays the bongos and stuff? Good for you, yeah. Uncle Jesse. Yeah, it's really it's really wild. Uh, WWE is celebrating uh, the Undertaker's 30th anniversary with oh, a whole on. week of Undertaker oh, stuff, on. I guess, I or a whole month. About- it's a month. It's 30 days of the Dead Man, is what it's called, Mocha. I'm only doing this for your benefit, so pay attention. Uh, WWE celebrating uh, 30 years of Undertaker 
airing a new special or documentary on uh, Undertaker every Sunday on WWE Network. Yeah. What time? It kicks off uh, Sunday, October 25th. Nice. With WWE Untold, the Phenom and the Legend Killer, which is a documentary about uh, Undertaker and Randy Orton. And then other specials Ooh. will arrive every Sunday, including meeting Mark Calloway, giving fans a uh, inside look at the life of the man behind the Undertaker's persona, and so on and so forth. I'm down. Are you down with that? Yeah. All I saw right. that thing, uh, Bleacher Report sent out a tweet yesterday saying that they want to bring back Undertaker and John Cena oh. for a match at the next WrestleMania, but they would only do it if, 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 if they could have fans in the stadium. Right. That's the only way they yeah, would do which it. You can't do that though no. right now. Let me, let me show you this thing that I just screen grabbed. <clears throat> I was just going through poll numbers um, with Trump and Biden and... Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's fine. So you got... Trump Is Trump dancing the reason why he's like up in the polls? Yeah, because his dancing is so good. <laughs> so in, in Michigan, Biden's up eight points. Wisconsin, eight points. Pennsylvania, seven points. Arizona, four. North Carolina, three. Uh, Georgia, two points. So it's so Biden is up everywhere in mm-hmm. all of these polls. And then somebody forwarded me this, which was the... New York Times. So what's the date today? October 19th? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? So this was the New York Times, October 18th, 2016. Okay? Oh, October God. 18th, 2016. Okay, so four years ago yesterday. This was their chances of winning the election four years ago from the New York Times between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Look at those numbers. Oh, What's my it say? God. What's it say? Hillary Clinton at 91%. And Donald Trump, 9%. 9%. So that was four years ago today. That was the poll. That was the poll. Wow. From the New York Times. And read the, uh, yeah, the, one, Hillary, the current ones? Hillary Clinton. And so so right now, Biden is winning in every single poll, basically, right? But I don't even think winning as hardcore as this. I'm not saying Trump's going to win, but what I'm saying is that there's a lot of people right now who I think are being a little complacent. And I know Americans are going out to vote like crazy right now, like yeah. in record numbers, especially black voters. But that freaked me out because I completely forgot that this close to the election four years ago, Hillary Clinton was 91% in the well, polls. I remember that night I went to bed and Hillary was leading. Yeah. And I was like, safe to go to sleep. Tomorrow morning, Hillary Clinton's going to be the new president sure. of the United States. Yeah. And then the next morning, when I see the news, I was beyond shocked. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. I watched the polls. Where was I? I was in Vancouver. I watched them come in with, uh, with Jillian Harris. Oh, I, was, yeah? I, was do- I was doing a, a Bachelor special. I was on a panel. I was in Vancouver four years ago, sitting with Jillian Harris. I just had just interviewed her. I was in Buffalo at a bar with everyone crying. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, 50 Cent really blew up Twitter last night, huh? What's going on with A lot of people going in on 50. He wrote, (sighs) uh, because I guess what happened was, is that Joe Biden's tax plan was released. Yeah. And 50 wrote, what the F? In brackets, vote for Trump. I'm out. New York Knicks. I'm out. F New York. The Knicks never went anyway. Oh, wow. I don't care. Trump, at the Knicks like I don't, that. You know, it gets worse. I don't care Trump doesn't like black people. 62%? Are you out of your mind? And then he put like the F word in there. So th- with the Biden tax plan, those making over $400,000 in New York State could be subject to a 58% uh, state and federal tax rate. Um, 
So I guess the way that it works out with all the other taxes is that people like 50 Cent would be wind up paying 62%. And then social media just went on 50. And it wasn't so much for the fact that he's like a rich guy trying to avoid taxes. I think it was the fact that he said, I don't care that Trump doesn't like black people. Where it was all the hard work that a lot of people had done. Uh, was just sort of undone with one 50 cent uh, tweet. 50. So that's why 50 cent was trending, protecting that money. <laughs> what are you doing? Get rich or die trying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what did he invest in that really took off that he sold? What was that? What was his big sort of claim to fame? Oh, um, was it the cognac? No, no. The, oh, uh, vodka. No, no. vodka. Vitamin water. Oh, yeah, vitamin, vitamin water. Vitamin water, that's right. right. And then Coke bought it from him for like... A bajillion dollars. Wasn't it like 400 like million? That. Yeah. Or 4 billion? I don't know if it was billions. Yeah, but fitty has got a lot of money. Uh, Ontario finally came down with a decision yesterday on what to do with trick-or-treating in a lot of the quote-unquote hot zones like Toronto and Ottawa and York. Uh, this was uh, Premier Doug Ford. My friends, we all know that this isn't going to be a regular Halloween. <laughs> and the steps we take now will, will determine what ho- the holiday season looks like this year. We just can't have hundreds of kids showing up at your door if you live in a hotspot, especially in apartment buildings. My friends, we need to work together this Halloween to protect Christmas and the holiday uh, season this year. If you live in a hotspot in Toronto, Ottawa, York, or Peel, we would strongly recommend uh, avoiding door-to-door trick-or-treating this year and finding other safer ways to celebrate with your household. Have a scavenger hunt for candy around the house, carve some pumpkins, put on a scary movie, you know, sit down with the, the, the kids at night and have fun. Right? So there you go. Fair we enough. Knew, we finally. all knew it was going to happen. I know. But you're right. They needed to say something. Oh, they had to. Uh, CNN correspondent and uh, legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin has been suspended from the New Yorker because he was on a Zoom call with some of the bigwigs at the New Yorker mm-hmm. as well as colleagues at uh, WNYC Public Radio. And what they were doing was, I guess, election night simulations. Mm. And Serious stuff. somehow Jeffrey Tubin's wiener came out. What? Hold on. During the Zoom thing? Yeah. So... His apology. Wait, I'm trying to understand why. (laughs) Okay. His apology reads like this. I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. I believed I was not visible on Zoom. And this is the most old guy thing any old guy's ever said about getting caught. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sir, you can't mute a video. I apologize to my wife, my family, my friends, and my coworkers. Uh, Two people on the video told Vice that the virtual gathering was part of election uh, simulation. Uh, Two sources said that at one point, it looked as if Jeffrey Tubin was taking another call and lowered his camera, and that's when they saw... So what, was just, uh, he, he then, was just hanging out? He then left the Zoom call for a few minutes and called back in, apparently unaware that his camera had been kept on during any of that. I don't get it. Like, was he just sitting there with no pants on? No. Or like he took his pants off uh-huh. during the thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because he just wanted to be comfortable. No, 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 no. 
No, no, no. There's other reasons, I guess. I don't know. There's other reasons. A spokesperson for the New Yorker said that Jeffrey Tubin has been suspended while they investigate the matter. Now, if I'm Jeffrey Tubin, I'm like, listen, man, just give me the suspension. No need to investigate. <laughs> what are you investigating? They say, uh, please. Oh. They say, please be assured. <laughs> that yeah, we, I just got it. That we take such matters seriously and that we are looking into it again, man. Don't look into it. We're good. I'll take my lumps. I'll take the suspension. Were you like excited by all the talk? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jeff Tubin has asked for uh, some time off while he deals with a personal issue. I wonder what that could be. One could argue that he already dealt with a personal issue. <laughs> <laughs> and that most of his Yo, colleagues saw. Jeffrey Tubin, you just went too far, bro. <laughs> uh, Jeff Bridges has revealed that he's been diagnosed with lymphoma and is starting treatment. Uh, he says that I've been diagnosed with lymphoma. He goes on to say, although it is a serious disease, I feel fortunate that I have a great team of doctors and the prognosis is good. I'm starting treatment and will keep you posted of my recovery. So no um, word on whether it is non-Hodgkin's or Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm-hmm. He didn't get into those kinds of details, but uh, he is 70 and this was announced yesterday. So um, all the best to Jeff Bridges. Uh, where are we here? Oh, Alex Trebek. Um, last week they did a category on Meg the Stallion and did they really? Savage. Yeah, I didn't see the show. Was it a whole category? No, or did it pop up in a category? It was a category of lyrics, and this was one question. Oh, it was a category of lyrics, and Savage was one question. So it had Alex reading a bunch of the lyrics from. Savage, yeah. which of course then became this. Trash you the maze, so you back. Uh, I'm a savage. Yes. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Yes. Sassy, moody, nasty. Yes. Acting stupid. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. It's not bad, right? I love it. Carol Baskin has come out as bisexual. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Here she is in an interview talking about it. I have always considered myself to be bisexual. Even though I've never had a wife, I could just as easily have a wife as a husband as far as the way I feel about us. I think we are all one and that we are all... I just don't see us as being different genders or different colors or different yeah. anything. Hmm, there you go. Roz and Mocha Q&A. Hello, Britt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Okay, what's your question? Um, so my question was, what would be your top five favorite smells? Mm. Oh, top five. Damn. You can do top three. Okay, what are yours? Um, mine would be a two-stroke engine, yep. um, a turf field, and your suitcase after vacation. Yep. Ooh. I I am so in tune with you that we are almost the same person. I Catherine and I started making candles a couple of years ago and I actually called one of my candles two stroke. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wanted it, I was trying to replicate that smell of um, but like a prettier version of it, just that there's no mistaking the smell of gas and oil mixed manually and then and then set ablaze. You know what I mean? Like it's just such a distinct yeah. smell that the exhaust that comes from a two-stroke engine, it's so different than anything else. And I, I'm with you. I love it. I'm always amazed and have always my entire life been amazed at how many women love the smell of gas. I know. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Women love the smell my, of uh, gas. 
my brother and my dad are in construction and they have dirt bikes and I've been around that smell for so long. Yeah. Really? It's just like, it's just so nostalgic for me. <laughs> um, I'm with you. I, I love things that like smells that I love that maybe other people don't, or there, there's some, it's, de, it's debatable. Like, I love the smell of garlic, but I don't just love the smell of garlic. I love the smell of garlic on my hands. Oh, like okay. garlic smells different on people than it does when you're just sort of smelling it in food. I like the smell of garlic on my fingers. Like if I work with a lot of garlic, if I'm yeah. cooking, I don't wash afterwards. Really? Like I don't wash that oh, garlic wow. smell off. I sometimes just, rub my hands on garlic and I'm not even using the garlic. Yeah, like I'll just sit and smell my fingers. How many days does that smell... <laughs> Uh, stay on your fingers. Too. Oh, no, no, no. It, it actually, I find that it goes away pretty quick. Like really? Once, yeah, once okay. you start doing other stuff, yeah, it'll uh, it'll go away. But you know I love the smell, smell of garlic. stays on my fingers for like days? What's that? When I eat like curry and roti. Yeah. Because I just, I eat it all with my hands. Yeah. So my fingertips oh, smell like yeah, curry for like too. three, four days. Yeah. Because that a- happened to me last weekend. I had some that my mom gave me. Yeah. And f- up until like last Wednesday... The smell was still on my fingers. Really? And I like wash my hands frequently. I shower every Everything, day. Everything, and it's still and there. And it's still there. Right it's in the so pores. So potent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more? Do you have smells? I have a list here. Oh, okay. Um, I love the smell of tar mm-hmm. because it reminds me of when I used to be walking to swimming lessons as a kid. Mm-hmm. So it brings back some memories. I that's, love an, that's another polarizing smell. Some people love the smell of tar. Yeah. Some people oh, absolutely hate it. Yeah. Um, subways. Like when you walk down to the subway, I love that smell of subway. Yeah. Like not. I, I, you know what's funny is I forgot what that smells like. I don't know. It's been so long since I've been on the subway. But you'll know it when you I, smell it. Yeah. I don't How do you even know. describe it? I wouldn't even I know. I don't know. Burnt electricity. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a burning smell to it, right? It's, yeah, but, like, but it's electric electricity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a man after the gym. Okay. Like yourself or just other, others? Like others. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Like but that's be, not like, like like sleeping sweat. It's workout sweat. But so like be like not bo, but like just hot man. Like sometimes when I was at the gym, I used to stand by the door for when the class would come out before, just so I could get that waft as they were walking oh, by. Wow. Wow. You're such a perv. <laughs> like you can't. Like it's you're incapable of not perving everywhere. Yeah, right? but here's the like thing: if I didn't tell you, you everywhere. wouldn't know and you wouldn't judge. But you still did it though. So so that know, doesn't but, matter. But you can't judge me for something you didn't know. But you've told us now, so yeah, now I'm free knows. to judge. <laughs> now we're all five judging. minutes ago. Yeah. But it does, See, I didn't know Brit five knows. minutes ago. But I'm not surprised by it. Okay, I'm continuing here. Um, New York streets. Mm, like the, the Christmas. Warm like the, garbage? No, no, chestnuts. Yeah, I was going to say urine and <laughs> no, failure. Chestnuts. <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, birthday candles. Blown out? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I just, yeah. The candles? The and the smell of a freshly lit cigarette. Yeah, I get that one too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, I get that one too. I like the smell of a match. Yeah, that's been blown out. Uh-huh. I really like that smell. I mean, I love the smell of campfire. Um, oh, that's I, a nice I, smell. But, yeah. but I like the smell of campfire on someone. Mm. Like I don't, gotcha. you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. necessarily like the smell of like, you know, burning. But when somebody comes inside from a campfire, it yeah. is so nice. Uh, I love the smell of rain when like Catherine and Roxy, every time it rains, they'll go for a walk around the block in the rain. Yeah. And when they come in, I'm always like, here, hug me now. Because Aww. I love, I love the smell of rain on people. Like I think it's rain. such a... Such a beautiful me. Yeah, it's such a beautiful smell. But I also like vanilla is my favorite smell. 
Um, like I really, really love vanilla. I don't like lavender. I don't like love lavender. I, um, love I don't like patchouli. I don't like any of those uh, other popular. That's smells. why we couldn't date because I love. Well, those two Maury, smells. also all the other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my favorite smells are uh, bacon. I love cooking bacon. Yeah. Cooking bacon. Okay, I, I love gotcha. uh, freshly ground coffee, or like when coffee's That's brewing. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now, do you like do you like smelling the can or the coffee brewing? No, I just what love. What smells better? I love the smell of coffee brewing. See, I think the can the smell. Can. I think the bag yeah. smells better than coffee brewing. Do you ever um, just go to the grocery store and smell the bags? No, Maury, don't do that either. <laughs> I, I don't love... go to the grocery store to smell the bags, <laughs> and I don't go to the gym to smell the bags. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brett. Uh, I love uh, the smell of fresh cut grass. Yes. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I love like vacation air, like when you're on a beach somewhere and you're near the water. I love that, that, oh, that smell. I, I like pool hair. Pool, pool hair. hair? Pool hair. Yeah, like if Catherine comes out of the pool and, oh. and, la- and later on, and, and, and later <laughs> on, it's dried. And later on, that is, it's dried and yeah. we're sitting there, I'll just like smell the top of her head because I love the smell of pool hair. Is that like and, a chlorine pool or a saltwater pool? Yeah, I, it's, they're both chlorine, so it doesn't really matter. And the other smell that I love, and I think I've mentioned this before, but on the outside of the house, whenever the dryer's going oh, and the dryer yes. fan on the outside, oh, it's still yes. like somewhat warm, Bro. but the smell that comes out Bro, of there, that's my killing favorite. Me. Dude, walk you're by, killing me Walk now. by the Hyatt on King Street um, any afternoon. It's blowing out right there. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna... <laughs> on my way or coming back from no, smelling other no, dudes. No, yeah. And then I stop by and <laughs> clean up with the laundry exhaust of a hotel. <laughs> uh, yeah, smells are smells are interesting because so many people identify so many things in life to the to the smell of it. Like it's such a triggering sense. Yeah. The smell of certain things. Yeah. Like I almost love every November when we bring up all the Christmas ornaments. Yeah. There is a smell there. There is no the smell of the boxes. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. really yeah. cool and special. Yeah, I agree with you on the plastic and yeah. and uh and cardboard. Yeah, that is a real distinct smell. Sitting down in like a damp basement or a damp storage mm-hmm, room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, right. All that's our Christmas tree, like we have a fake tree. And when we used to keep it in a box, every yeah. time you took it out of the box, it had that smell. It didn't smell like anything natural. It just smelled like its own thing. And yeah. that's now the smell of Christmas for Yeah, you. And, that's, and that's now the smell of Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Hey, thanks so much, Britt. Not a problem. I do have one more thing that I wanted to say to Roz. Yeah. Oh, go for uh, it. I listen to your podcast religiously, and I just want to tell you that when you guys play mouse charades, Maury definitely throws it when it gets to your turn. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank I just you. don't want you to feel alone. No. I, you know what? what? I fully agree. Oh, you think so too? I told you the last time we played Mouse Rays, I was on your side mm-hmm. with the clues that Maury no, was giving. I think you guys are in cahoots together. Maybe. Yeah, it was just not a the record, I just read the clues. I'm not writing the clues and I go with what's put in front of me. Right. I don't know. I think it's a performance-based art though. And I think that uh, you throw it when it gets to me. Or I don't know what you guys do. I don't know, but it's just we not fair. I haven't, no, got no, to no, the, no. I haven't got to the bottom of this. I'm on your side. Man. Okay. Yeah, I'm with okay. you on this one. Okay. <laughs> I agree with everything you say. Okay. Uh, Thanks for the call, Brett. Not a problem. Thank you guys so much. Have a good day. Oh, Brett, 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 Brett. Yeah. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz. Mm, nice. Like, is, no questions. I don't even have to stutter on is that. Is it because he's so good at monster raids? <laughs> Shut up, dude. Yeah, he's great at it. He's, <laughs> he's great at all the things. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. 
No, I'm not going to use the excuse about, like, he's so wise and knowledgeable because I know he hates that. But, yeah, Roz just stands down. Yeah, of course. Of course <laughs> the, yeah, thanks. The, yeah. the one time when he would accept the, that as yeah. an answer. The, 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 of, course, of course the girl who likes the smell of a lawnmower thinks I'm her favorite. <laughs> I love you, Britt. Thank you. <laughs> not a problem, guys. Have a good day. You, you too. Bye-bye. Uh, be as... <laughs> this is such a ridiculous question. You wake up tomorrow as a supervillain. Mm-hmm. But instead of causing destruction, you cause minor inconveniences. What is the first thing that you do? Okay, so we're, we're, we can't, like, we're not, like, as a supervillain, we're not hijacking planes and crashing the economy. We're no. just causing minor inconveniences. Completely. Oh, like changing all of the lights on a street red. So everybody has to lay and stop. That's a minor right. inconvenience. Would I, like, am I, do I have powers to do things? Let's say yes. Okay, so here's the first thing I would do. The first thing I would do okay. is I would use, like, if I had, like, a thing where I could control things in the world, yeah. right, where every, like, you're capable of doing, like, everything all at once, uh-huh. okay? Um, much like Maury changing all the lights to red, that is a minor con- minor inconvenience. <laughs> I, too, would hit the button that would automatically take all the shoes in the world yeah. that people are not wearing and tie the laces into super tight knots. You know, it's so funny that you say that, because <laughs> I was going to say anyone wearing shoes in that... <laughs> moment, yes. I was going to have the shoelaces tied so everybody all over the world will as soon as they go and take that step, they oh, trip. Yeah. Oh, you would tie them together? Yeah. Oh. I, would I would tie them together. I would turn all the hot water tanks in the world to cold water so when you're turning on them, it doesn't get hot. Right, or if you're in the shower, that's right, it goes freezing or cold. Or for people who drive, mm-hmm. I would have everyone get into the car and realize that their tank is completely empty. <laughs> Well, that's not a. I would argue that that's not a minor inconvenience. Then I got to go to the gas station. Then I got to like, what if I'm on the road and then I get stranded? No, no. When you sit in the car or your truck or your vehicle and you start it up, you notice that the tank is on E and you got to go to the gas station. Right. I would turn everybody's alarm clock ten minute ten minutes later, so you're waking up ten minutes late. I would I would kill all the batteries in every television remote in the world. (laughs) That sucks. Right. And then you gotta go looking around for the freaking batteries. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that I would do because I would do, and I would do things that people take for granted, uh-huh. right? That that most times in your life you never really have to deal with it, and you can't imagine life without it. But yet it's nothing major, nothing major. Yeah. I would instantaneously burn out every single light bulb in every single refrigerator. <laughs> or what about the light bulb? You know how to change a light bulb in the fridge? I know. I don't. <laughs> or you know the light bulb? It's just always on. When you have those hood fans, those teeny tiny little light oh, bulbs? Oh, mine, bur- mine have been burnt out for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine have been burnt out <laughs> so for you years. Didn't even care. No, because the hood fan I bought came with light bulbs that I can't replace. Some oh. like European, like they had to like, they did like a weird transformer thing on them so they could put like European lights into this one. You can't find the bulbs anywhere. <laughs> so I haven't had, I haven't had bulbs over my, over my stove in like and every now and then I have one bulb that will fit but it doesn't fit perfectly so it hangs down oh, no. like like three inches yeah. and I'm ter- and I'm and I'm terrified to uh to take it out because the last one that I took out I ripped the whole mechanism out of it and then I just tucked the wires back up <laughs> <laughs> another minor inconvenience what if people who ride bikes if maybe their tires are a little bit more deflated than they should be mm-hmm. that's a huge I put uh, Kleenex yeah. in the pockets of everyone's jeans that are about to go in the wash 
<laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that is terrible. That's a really good that one. That is terrible. Oh, you know what I would do? What? All at one all at one time. Yeah. I would make it so everybody's clothes dryer stopped right before the point of where everything's dry. So it goes oh. off. So it goes off and you think you think, okay, it's dry, but anyway, oh. I gotta like to make dinner. I gotta put the kid to bed. I got I'll fold the laundry before bed, and then you go down to get it right before bed and you realize that it's still a little wet. Yeah. I would change all the decaf and regular, I'd switch them. That's terrible. <laughs> That's just straight up mean. That's just straight up mean. <laughs> Thank you very much for that fun question, B. Um, let's see here. David asks, long after oh, you're gone. I what? would take out all the toilet paper from public bathrooms. That's a whole, oh, that's not a, that's not a minor inconvenience. No, that's straight that is up a mean major, as well. You gotta go, what, you gotta go to work with poo on your bum? <laughs> <laughs> that's a major inconvenience. Or what, what's the alternative? Use your sock. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and you going to work with just one sock on? No, man. Not right, cool. David says here, long after you're gone. Yes. Would you rather be remembered for your career accomplishments or for who you were to others, assuming both legacies last for uh, an equal amount of time. Like who I was to others? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what that means, really. Um, like who I was to others. As opposed to who you are in your like career life. But I would say that the people who know me best and that are closest to me would remember me for who I was. Yeah. Everybody else will remember me from the show, presumably, but I don't have like a big circle of friends where I think that it would even be a debate. So if I had to choose, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think it's tricky for people like us because, yeah. you know, our, our lot, we do share a lot of our lives um, on the radio, mm. but I think that, you know, the audience would obviously remember us for being who we are on the air. <clears throat> And to your point, yeah. people who know us know us, friends, family, mm -hmm. would remember us for that side, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dan Mori? I don't, I don't really understand the question. Okay. Um, no, no problem. No problem. <laughs> no, no okay. Miss Finsta asks, what's your relationship like with your in-laws? Not just Ooh. parents, but brother and sister-in-laws too. Uh, same question for your spouses and your families. Oh, my God. Um, so relationship with the in-laws, I would say mine is fantastic. Yeah, my mother-in-law is, is a freaking best. Mm -hmm. I have a great relationship with my sister-in-law and her husband. Mm -hmm. Like we all get along, no disputes, nothing. Like we love hanging out together. Mm -hmm. We do stuff together as a family. Um, I get along very well with Catherine's parents, um, but we don't see each other, right? Like we don't, we've yeah. never lived in the same city. Um, at all and with her two siblings her brother and her sister um, Andrew and Suzanne they both for a period of time uh, did live in the same city we did but it wasn't for a long time and, and Roxy was very young and then they both moved out west as well so I haven't had a lot of time I mean, we see each other on the holidays everything else like we get along really really well like there's no sort of anything mm -hmm. um, but we've never we don't do things like like we can't all go out together on a whim Yeah, you know we can't say hey this weekend's gonna be awesome barbecue at our place like we don't have those sort of just um, I don't even know. I don't want to say, I don't want to say random, but the just sort of 
casual hangouts. Gotcha. Every t- every time we all see each other as a family, it's around like the holidays. Yeah, where everybody's a, a little every, yeah everybody's a little bit more stressed out. And then the other thing too that you wind up getting is is you don't see them as individuals, mm-hmm. right? Like when when Catherine's brother and sister lived here, we would see her sister Suzanne would come over, and so we would have time with her sister, and then we'd see her brother every now and then and hang out with them. But now when everybody gets together, it's everybody, right? right. So when you're seeing the rest of the family, you are seeing them all together, right? Where I know that that drives some people crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, I'm happy sitting around watching somebody else's family dynamic. Like I get a real kick out of it. Like I like watching people who are in their 30s sort of like revert back to their teenage years when they have an argument with their mom or, sure. or whatever it is. Like those sort of like little family dynamics that never change. Yeah. So I'm fascinated with those. But no, Catherine's mom is, uh, she's real great. And we, we, we talk so much about food because she's a, she's a great cook. And then we do, we, I like to help out when I'm there with, um, with cooking. Her dad's awesome. But yeah, but when we see each other, it is all as a family. Like yeah. that's the sort of dynamic of, and uh, on of the, the relationship side, now. Catherine gets along with your mom and your brother. Oh, very much so. Yeah. 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 But yeah. we live with my brother, right? Like yeah. she sees him all the, she sees him all the time. So it's yeah, a bit I would different. also say Jenna has a great relationship with my parents and my sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone, we all get along more. <laughs> um, you want me to get to the next question? <laughs> Matthew, my Matthew loves like my my dad and my whole family. Like they love Matthew. They yes. get along great. On his side, um, his stepmom and I get along great, and yeah. and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. But what about what about his siblings? No. They're just they're just um, like super straight jocks that are into woodworking. Hold on, stop. Go- Matthew has siblings. His three brothers. Matthew has three brothers. Yeah, Patrick, Michael, and Alex. Yeah, you didn't know this. No, I thought, did you think I Matthew was an only child? Yes. No, I've talked to uh, Patrick. We whenever we need anything done in the condo, I we call Patrick to come and do it. I thought that was like a cousin. Or no, something. it's Matthew's brother Patrick. They all are in the same business. They all do woodwork and electrical and general Hold on, contracting. Matthew has three brothers. They all ride motorcycles. Where is Matthew in the? In he's the, the oldest. He's the oldest. Oh, what? Yeah. How old are his brothers? Um, okay, so Michael is in. I think he's thirty. Patrick is twenty-eight, and Alex is nineteen. Yeah. Do they look alike? Well, Matthew, different mom. Different mom, right, yes. Um, but Patrick, Michael, and Alex, the, like, they're all the same. Right, Yeah, and right, Michael right. is just like the poster child of super straight, woodworking jock, motorcycle. Yeah, five, sounds three, hot. You know, super, like. Who's the hottest hot? out of all of them? Oh, Mike, Michael. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, you wouldn't even say your, wow. your own husband, Matthew. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I didn't know that was an option. Well, he is one of the brothers. Okay, no, that's what. You're... Okay, so wow. out, of, out of the four, who's the hottest? Oh, my, uh, Matthew. <laughs> I said, you you said Michael. said Michael. You for sure said Michael. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. And you guys get together with them? Never. No. 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 Oh man, that is so crazy. I had no idea Matthew had brothers. Oh yeah. Andre says here, uh, if Ross was gay and single, would he date Dammit Matthew? Oh, shut up. No, or, different or, question. I don't, or, I'm or not answering question. that what one. What about hot Dammit Michael? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might try and turn Michael. <laughs> Amit asks, if 2020 was a food, what would it be? <laughs> Expired lunch meats. Uh, uh, if 2020 was a food, what would it be? Like raw onions for me. Oh yeah, I really, hate yeah. raw onions on, oh, any, on anything. Huh? Yeah, you don't like them? Nope. Even like ch- even like the red ones chopped up, just like on a taco or something like that. Mm, Not your thing. Maybe no. I just find it's got such a harsh harsh taste. What about mm. shallots? Love them. Yeah, shallots that's are an onion. okay. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's like a garlic onion almost, mm. right? 
Um, expired milk. What about expired milk? Like lumpy yeah. old milk. Yeah. Twenty twenty is food. White bread. What's wrong with white bread? It sticks to the top of your mouth. It's annoying. Wow. <laughs> More, you, not you don't bread, right? white bread? No. Really? No, whole wheat. How did I, I, why you look like such a white bread eater to me? <laughs> I don't know what that says. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you had to say, if you had to go through this room right now, yeah. like Shem in the other room, Mocha, me, Maury, if, if you had to pull everybody that like that, that walked through saying which one of these guys dr- eats white bread. Oh, absolutely damn it, Absolutely Maury. damn it, Maury. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm more of like a... Yeah, no. I eat white bread. You you wear, <laughs> you, you, wear you, you wear like you wear like like Dockers and bowling sh- and, uh, and and polo shirts. Like you know, you're the guy who eats white bread, man. <laughs> oh, if twenty twenty was a food, olives. You hate olives too, oh, huh? I hate olives. Yeah. I'm definitely allergic to so them. They're disgusting. Olives um, are gross. <laughs> okay, listen to this question. It's yeah. from Aaron. Yeah. Before you make a phone call, do you ever practice or write down what you're going to say? Every time. No. <laughs> Me neither. But who am I calling? No, I know. Like if I I'm calling somewhere, like I don't know, if I need to call the bank to talk business, right? Yeah. I may write down points that I have to remember to to bring up. I got to make sure I ask this question, this question, this question. But I don't like write down everything that I, I know I'm going to say. Right. I'll make points and stuff if I to make sure I'm not forgetting something to bring up. No, but she's asking, Aaron is asking whether or not like do you also, do you ever practice what you're going to say? Well, it no. depends on the call. Like if I have to call and apologize for something, then I will. When have you ever done that? Oh, I've had to call and apologize. Who? Family or whatever. Please. I had to call, I had to I've call, never heard an apology out of you I for know, anything. Ever. I had to call never. and apologize to my Aunt Susie for missing our Shabbat Zoom. Right, yeah. I've so never. what did you say? Did you have to write it down too? I had to write it down because I just wanted to make sure that I stood my ground and said... That's like, not an apology then. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> That's not an apology. <laughs> I got into... I've been warring with a company, a uh-huh. Canadian company for the past, I don't even know, since late June, maybe July... Um, because I ordered something from them. Okay. And uh, can I just get into this real quick? Okay. I'm not going to say the name of the company. Sure. Because I already think that they're messing with me. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a debate of terms. Okay. So I ordered something in July. Yes. Okay. So when I got my confirmation email from them in July, it's, it was out of stock Okay. and they said, estimated delivery date to the warehouse was August 27th. Okay. Okay. So estimated delivery to the warehouse was August 27th. Not delivered to your home. No, no, just but just the when it would be back in stock. Yes. It was coming in from some other place, okay. right? I then call them because it's now mid-August and I say, hey, shouldn't I be getting notification on when I can pick this up? And they said, give us a call back because... Your shipment will be in September, middle of September. And I go, hold on a second here. My confirmation says August 27th. And they go, that's an estimated date. And I go, but it's not like the estimated delivery date didn't happen. I'm like, there is still delivery of that product happening on August 27th. My thing just isn't in there. And they were like, correct. Oh, and I well, go. That shouldn't be right. And they said, "Yeah, but it, but all of our, all of our dates are estimated." And I go, "Yeah, but when did that August twenty seventh 
delivery come in and they went August 27th. And I went, so your estimate was actually quite perfect yeah. because the delivery happened on August 27th. But now my shipment is September 20 is September 28th. Yeah, your purchase. Thank you. So it's all the people who bought it before you were getting it first. So then I call back. It's the middle of September. Oh, no. And I call back and I'm like, hey, I just want confirmation on this and when I can pick it up. And they now tell me that it's going to be October 28th. Oh, no. And then they said that their delivery numbers are estimated. And so I've been warring with these people on the phone. And Catherine is convinced that they're messing with me, that they just deliberately keep postponing it. Because I know they've now had three shipments of this thing that I ordered be sent and delivered to the store. And so the estimated dates that people have been getting since I ordered in July have now been filled and I'm still waiting because I'm falling under their definition of what an estimated delivery time is. Have you thought of canceling it, reordering it under under Catherine's card to yeah. see if you get it sooner? So we tried that and now her date, Catherine's date, is the same as what my date is and she would have ordered it two weeks ago and I ordered it in July. So well, that doesn't seem fair. So right? Not, yeah, something weird's going something on. Something weird's going on. All right, so are they then saying that so many people order this one item at the same time and then what they're just going through the list and filling portions of that list the or? only thing i'm going to stop you right there because this i i'd say the exact same thing i'm like yeah. how is this even possible uh -huh. and then they say it's because the dates that we give you are estimates is there a brick and mortar location of this where you can go in and see if it's in stock and just buy it they don't sell floor items they don't they They're don't online only uh, yeah, yeah. You can go, not for bigger items. I ordered something big. Yeah. And they don't sell them because, oh, let me tell you why they don't sell them. Because if if they don't have this particular thing in the store, if they sold a floor item, then people couldn't come in and see it and then order it online for themselves. And then I'm like, but they're not available to order online. Hold on. So if I go into the store. Yes. And I see this item. Correct. And I'm like, hey, I love this item. Mm -hmm. I want to take it home with me right now. They're going to say, sorry, it's a floor model. You have to go home and order it? Correct. That doesn't seem right. Correct. Yes. No, I don't yeah. like that idea. Yeah, but it's estimates. So I had an argument with this woman about what estimates was over the phone. for uh, like I was on the phone with her for 40 minutes. Yeah. For 40 minutes arguing about what an estimate is. Did you ask is. to talk to her boss? Oh, I did ask the Todd. Of course, I asked the Todd to the manager more. Look at my hair. Okay, you think you think you think I didn't ask the Todd to the manager? This is what we talked with manager style hair. And yeah. What did the manager say? Oh, no, no, no. The manager manager was unavailable. The manager oh, unavailable. Oh, oh, oh. And then you get the date. and then you get the and then you get the and even if they were available, they're just going to tell you the same thing I just told well, you. Well, then I'd like to hear that. So then I call head office. No, you did not. I did. I call. I'm. I went full Karen on I'm this. Right. So proud of you. I call head office. Yeah. I call like their media relations person. I call every department I can, trying to find somebody who can give me an answer as to why they use the term estimated dates when they mean nothing to the public. And I've already like spent all this money. So then I finally get a hold of somebody, and I'm like, Hey, listen. Estimates are estimates. I understand this, but I purchased this at the end of July and now I'm being pushed to October. They said August, then they said September, then they said October. I'm like, I paid $2,200 for this thing or whatever it was. And, and I'm like, I really feel like I'm being screwed over. And the only thing that they said to me, which was makes you sort of feel bad, is um, that I actually haven't been charged for it yet. Oh, They only charge your card when it hits the warehouse. 
So that's why I think I'm getting screwed over where they just keep pushing my order because it's not like I can even complain that they have my money. All it is right now is my order. It's pending. Like, it's pending. They haven't even charged me yet for this thing. So you think they have like your name flagged in the yes, system? Yes, I do. So when it shows up at the warehouse and whoever is going through the list, okay, this person I gets get it, this person gets it, this person gets it. Oh, there's that Roz guy. Yeah, I get bumped. A hundred percent I'm convinced that I get bumped. A hundred percent that I'm convinced that I get bumped. How far is the drive to the warehouse? Ajax. Should we go? No. Do what? Like knock on the door and be like, hey, you got this thing in you there? Wanna go, you want to go knock on the door of a warehouse with me? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say, hey, do you you guys have this item? Why don't, Maury, can you and Matthew's three hot brothers go and take care of this for me? <laughs> Michael will get you a thing. <laughs> So you know you're getting it in November, and, and, right? I know. I, 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 my, my money right now is on December. No, there's no money yet. They haven't charged you. True. Yeah. <laughs> but my money my money's on December. Okay. Stephanie asks, are you a slippers, socks, or barefoot kind of guy when you're at home? Oh, socks. Same. I'm socks all day. Um, I tried slippers once. I don't find them comfortable around the house. No. Because my feet keep falling out then, of them. Every now and then I'll wear slippers, but socks all the time. I haven't put a pair of socks on since March. Really? Um, no. And even with the weather getting colder now? No, no. Um, and I'm barefoot all the time. Really? All the time I'm barefoot. And so much so that if I if it is winter and then I am sitting on the couch, if I put my feet on the couch, Catherine just grabs a toe of my sock and just pulls my socks off. Really? Yeah. yeah oh wow. All the time. Oh, I wish I had that yeah. happen to me. Yeah, we're just we're bare feet. We are a barefoot house. Huh. Like without question. Even Roxy, Roxy for the majority of the winter won't even wear socks in her boots. Really? She just goes bare feet right in her right oh, in her wow. winter boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matthew makes you wear socks at home, right? Yeah, and now more than ever because there's like the dog's bully sticks everywhere you might you know step on something so. right now slippers my feet tend to get real hot i have I a pair like of that. i have a pair of um i don't even know what they were not not mucklucks what's that uh uggs no no Ugg they're, they're like they're, they're i don't know they they look like moccasins they look like yeah they look like they're 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 native made moccasins uh -huh. no they're called something else like montauks or something like montauks, that yes, yeah is that what yeah, they are yeah yeah and i put them on and they're so comfortable yeah but i i can wear them for 15 minutes at a time and really? then, and then my feet, my feet are sweating. Like yeah. I start clicking my toes back and forth as I do in all my shoes and my toes just slide oh. like off one another. Yeah. Like they're wet, yeah. right? Like no, wet thanks. toes. No, thank you. Yeah. I got bunny slippers for the first time. Those were mine. Did you? Yeah. You what get are those? bunny slippers? They're like they slippers. Like they're bunnies. really, really fuzzy. Even the front of them look like bunny faces. Oh, actual like, okay. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I wore them for like five minutes and the dog was chasing my feet, trying to bite them off. Yeah. See, that's what you get for having a dog. Man. Okay. How do you pronounce this word? Okay. I'm going to spell it and okay. then you guys each pronounce it. Okay. Okay. N-U-C-L-E-A-R. Okay. What's the con what's what's the conflict? Oh, oh, whether it's nuclear or nuclear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, nuclear is how you pronounce it. I say the nuclear. Words. Yes. More nuclear. Yeah. Yeah. But some people say nuclear. I've heard people on the news saying nuclear before. Some cause this person says, uh, do you say nuclear or nuclear? Yes. I've I've nuclear. Yes, which doesn't even make sense for nuclear. how it's spelled. Nu nuclear. Yeah, like when I was a kid, you, it was always like, oh my God, it's a nuclear bomb. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, and Giancarlo asks here, would you rather be bald or unable to grow facial hair? Unable to grow facial unable hair. Unable to grow facial oh, hair. Oh, yeah, I'd rather be uh, unable, to, unable grow to grow facial, facial hair, hair for, for sure. sure. I can't sure. imagine being bald. 
I mean, <laughs> no offense to the bald people. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, being ask Razamoga. Uh, feel free to ask your questions when we post up online at uh, at Kiss925 on Instagram. This has been the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on Kiss925. Kiss925.com or download the Kiss925 app.